Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only a few more preseason games to go before the regular season kicks off, and you could start the season by winning $2 million in week one at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick up your players, pile up the points, and pick up the cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. Every game feels like the playoffs, even in week one. And every broken tackle or spectacular catch can take you closer to a $2 million prize. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at $2 million in the week one millionaire maker. Enter SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. You know, my wonderful wife will be very proud right now playing one of her favorite songs here and one of her bands out there, Florence and the Machine. What's up, guys? NFL's here, buddy. What's up, Gene Kyle? What's going on? Gee, as always, fast be late today. You actually were on time. You actually were, hmm, about hey. 25 seconds late. It's okay. I, I, listen, listen, I logged in right, right, right when I heard that, that, the, the beginning Gee. of the draft history. G, I love you. It's okay. You're forgiven. So, Kyle, what's up, baby? Hey, I didn't know your wife was a hippie. What the hell was that? <laughs> Are you yeah, kidding seriously. me? Seriously. We're here to talk the freaking season opener and NFL and football and all that crap, and you had to find some way to girly it up other than baseball, all right? Mm. What the heck? Mm. He's, you know what? He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. How, wait, how, how does that song equal being a hippie? I don't know. That's just the first thing I thought. That's just the first thing I thought of when I heard it. 
I'm like, what are you? Some kind of a hippie? That's what happened. That was the internal dialogue in my head. So, you know. Quantum machine. Yeah. How, how do you interpret that as a hippie song? What are you talking about? No, no. I, I'm just I, saying I, that's I, what I, it I sounds totally like. Get, yeah, I, I totally get what Kyle's saying, though. It, 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 it's the NFL opening weekend. It, it's the NFL opening weekend, and you start off with trash like that. I understand what Kyle's saying. Well, look, let's put it this way. It damn sure wouldn't have made the Autumn Thunder CD. That's all I'm trying to tell you right now. I'll tell you what. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. We'll play it later in the show. Anyway, welcome to the Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest. <laughs> It's been a while, guys. A long time, my man G Stelio. Follow me on Twitter at G W E S T W E L I O. G Steel Omega, what's up? Not much, man. Um, I, 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 I did my podcast this week, and it, and it looks like it looks like next week it, it, there's gonna be no more G Stelio Sports Hour. It's just gonna be called the only hour that matters. Uh, I, I'm going through everything right now. I contacted Ralph. Ralph said he's cool with it, so uh, we're, we're going to let go of the G Stelio thing for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be the G now, because like, I'm an adult. I'm That's G. a good you know? name for the show, G. Why would you do and it's that? it's also false advertising. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. Uh, I mean, uh, and, and this, this is coming from, from my in-house competition, right? Just bear with us, fellas. It's the only hour that matters. Hosted by the heart pump. This ain't competition. If there were competition, hey. your numbers might touch mine. I mean, whoa! Got it! Listen, man. That, 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 the in-house competition, the in-house jealousy just got to stop. All right? So, no. I, I'm, I'm, you do, I'm you should much, stop being jealous of my numbers. Uh, I, 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 I don't even look at the numbers. You think I have time on my busy schedule to look at numbers? Nah, man. I don't look at numbers. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against the, the name change. I think that's fine. I, I've actually encouraged that. It's the name. It's, it's the actual title that I have a problem with. But I digress. You got me, Kyle. I got you, Kyle. I got you digressing. Anyway, hey, all you have to do Jealous. is invite Jealous. me to be on that show at least once a month, and then it'll be accurate. I get it. Nah, can you hear me? Whatever my numbers are now, they'll drop if I have you on. <laughs> I guess your family doesn't want to listen to me. <laughs> nope. nope. That's it. Got him. That's it. Got him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's only room, only room for me and Joe Weidra on my show. It just looks like only room for me and Joe Weidra. Hey, no, I gotta no. tell you, dude. I gotta tell you all the smack I'm talking. I gotta give you and Joe Weidra props to being the most sensible human beings having a discussion about Deflate Gate. It didn't involve thrown <laughs> chairs or broken tables or cell phones. It was great. Kyle, hold on. I just told my wife the title of G's uh, new podcast, and she actually loves it. See? <laughs> See? I got no I, comment on that. Hey, I, man, I, I, I can make a comment, but, but, but I, I know my boundaries. I know my boundaries. She says, she says, she says, she says <laughs> the hour that matters podcast. Instead of the only hour that matters. Put the hour that matters. She's good at this stuff. She named this show, actually. So I, she, she has a great track record naming things pretty well. Anyway, also here with us, Kyle Nash, student game here in the background. Follow on Twitter at the, the SOTG. Also, check out this podcast also every week on Mondays on the NC Sports Radio Network. Every Monday, the Student of the Game podcast, which I love every week. By the way, I actually love the show you, that happened with, with the show I, that you missed last week um, uh, with uh, Weasel and, uh, and Chris in the, uh, in the studio. <laughs> they look so, like, not, not lost, but it was just funny. Like, like your voice, Kyle, is so 
strong on that show, obviously, you, you being the host, but <laughs> it was just so weird. And and it's going to sound really petty, but it was actually nice to hear the theme music, actually, for a little bit. Because every time the song... Whenever, whenever the theme music comes on the, on, on the show, you always... Welcome with the game to the student of the game. I'm Kyle Nash. Hey, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna knock you for enjoying listening to Offspring. That's a good band, bro. Oh, that's Offspring. Yeah, yeah, that's Offspring. Okay. 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 Anyway, we're all NFL today, guys. We are all NFL. We're gonna take caller stay too. Actually, I don't. I don't ever do that. But what's just some caller stay? If you're on the line, you want to talk about NFL quickly. Just. Get, but here's the thing. I'm not keeping your asses online. You get in and get out. Say yes, peace, and get out my out my line. Okay, so three four seven eight five seven one nine four seven. Yeah, we'll get calls that way, right? Right, Kyle G. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that sounded more like G Stelio's social life. Pretty funny. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that, that's not an insult. That's that's true. I don't want to hear anybody saying anything. I'm good. <laughs> get in, get out, get in, get out, Jake. <laughs> get, get in, get out. Get in, get out. Get in, get out. Get in, get out. I am all about that life. You know that. Um, anyway. You are not about that life. Can we continue? <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that dead silence? Yeah, that, that's, that's great radio. Everybody wants to hear dead silence these days. <laughs> well, you know. There it is. He's back. He couldn't find the drop. Yeah, he, he struggles. <laughs> no, 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 no. He struggles. He, he, he only has two drops, and he struggles, no. he struggles finding them every week. That's not true. It was sitting right there. I, I, I wanted to marinate when you said that. You, look, let it sit sometimes. Sometimes jokes need to sit a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let it sit. Let it simmer. Come on now. See, that's a conflicting message. Let it simmer right after we were talking about get in and get out. Now I'm just confused. You're playing with my yeah. emotions here. Anyway, football talk. <laughs> Let's do a predicting. Not a moment too soon. We're going we're gonna to talk about this. We gotta, first of all, we've got a great show today. We're going to have Antoine Stanley on at 430. Second hour. Tony Williams, a Metro New York, New York Giants beat writer. We're talking Giants because that's what I need to. Saran Davenport at 5.30. Talking about the Ravens and the the Broncos. That probably is the the stinky game of the week, actually. Uh, But let's go to to our predictions here. And we'll... We'll predict our AFC NFC title games in the second hour, but which, let's pick four division winners and two wild cards this year. G, you go first. Division AFC winners first. and a wild card. All right. Let's go. AFC, AFC East, um, sticking with the Patriots, but by a thin margin, because I think the Bills could go in second place in that one. Um, AFC North, I'm picking Baltimore, but it's tricky. I think Steelers are right, are, are right behind them. Really tricky, though, with Baltimore, and I'll tell you why later. Uh, what else is that, that? AFC West. Uh, I'm picking the Broncos by default. A lot of people are in love with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs might really stink this year. I think I'm the only person on the fence saying that. Um, I don't like anything the Chiefs are doing. Uh, and, and, and I think them and the Raiders may be fighting for third place, which is a good thing for the Raiders, since they jump for the Raiders. And the Chargers will be the Chargers. And what's the other one? The AFC South? Ah, I'm picking the Colts, but come on, Texans. Surprise me, Texans. Please. Please, Texans. Do something, because I'm tired of the Colts. Tired of the Colts. Um, and we shipped over to the NFC. Uh, NFC East, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Thin margin over the Philadelphia Eagles, though. 
NFC West. I have the Seattle Seahawks. I'm getting tired of saying that, though, but it seems like a gimme. But I kind of see them having just a 10-win season and I'm going to be blowing out competition like like they were last year. Uh, What am I leaving out? I I did West, I did East, I got to do the South. NFC South is a crapshoot. That's a crapshoot. I'm picking Atlanta just because I'm a Matt Ryan fan, but I don't really. All those teams stink. Uh, if you look at them all, they just all stink. I'm picking Matt Ryan to come out of there. And then the NFC North, Chicago Bears. Easy. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Gee, that's how cute. That's the easy. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Shut the hell up. Shut Thank up. You. Keep your mouth shut. Jay Cutler, MVP. <laughs> Jay Cutler, MVP. And at the end of the year, the Bears are going to restructure Jay Cutler's contract and give him more money. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> what's, where's your the wild cards, man? Who's your wild cards? Um, wild card teams. All right, I really got Green Bay winning the North. I got Chicago winning a wild card. Now I'm just playing. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> For the wild card in the AFC, I got Pittsburgh in there. And honestly, I, I, I would like to see Houston get in there in the AFC. Um, and then when it comes to the NFC, the wild cards I have from Minnesota, and I don't know, it's tough. It's tough over there. Uh, I would say Philly, though. Philly easily. I and mean, I think Philly is the easy choice for that, the other wild card. Okay. I sort of agree with you on the NFC side. Actually, I flipped, I flipped two of my things. I flipped it with the NFC side, though. But go ahead, Kyle. What's your, uh, your AFC picks? Division winners well, and wild cards. Co- Here's the reason why I can't pick the Eagles to win that division, because Sam Bradford. Eagles fans know by now you have to build in time for the guy to be okay. out, kind of like Michael Vick. I have the Cowboys then by default in the NFC least, and another year where I'm picking your damn Giants 8-8 eight and 3-3 eight and, three and three again, and I'm not even yeah. trying to. Okay, The <laughs> NFC North, um, you're going to get two playoff teams out of there this year, and it's not going to be the Bears, but of course Aaron Rodgers and company, and the Vikings will take the fifth seed as a wild card in that part of the world. Um, except that it's fact, folks, while you might be getting sick of hearing the name the Seahawks winning that division, G, they will this year, but don't worry, that window's just about to slam shut in the action of overpaying for players like they have, not to mention any particular names, because I don't want to get this host riled up again. And we knew that game was coming. It's arrived. It's arrived. (laughs) Uh, I also have the Cardinals uh, sneaking through to the wild card as well. Um, Of course, we all assume that they're staying healthy. And then the Kardashian sisters of the NFL, that is the South, the Saints win it because they're the only ones that did anything to really change their identity on the whole. They're trying to be a different team than they were. They've had success trying to be a team playing defense, you know, happened to be that year they won the Super Bowl. Granted, that defense highly uh, overperformed, but I see them improving enough to at least get 10 games to win that division for the first time in a bit. And, yeah, that'll round it out for the uh, NFC for me. AFC, um, obviously the lesser conference. The bad news is if you're in the AFC North is you're in the AFC North. The good news is you're still in the weaker conference and you have a shot to once again be a three-team playoff threat. I don't think they will this year. I got the Bengals squeaking their way to win the division on the strength of that defense. And the Steelers will get the wild card. The Ravens will be on the outside looking in on the strength of tie breaks and uh, will not make it through. They won't make it through because your Dolphins 
will be actually the fifth seed with ten wins over the Steelers, who I predict having nine. The Patriots win it. Heck, I thought they were going to win that division back when Brady might actually serve four games at one point months and months back. Now all they did was increase their win total, in my mind, from ten to thirteen. Their schedule, if their schedule was any easier, it would be Courtney Love, okay? That's all I'm saying. Going over to the west side, look, Broncos by default, G put it best. Yeah, right over there. Broncos by default. (laughs) Broncos by default, as G said. And look, can we stop talking about the Chiefs? It's cute that they got Jeremy Macklin. He'll be good for a couple touchdowns. We'll increase that wide receiver core total in touchdowns to two. Okay, that's it. J.J. Watt will still have more touchdowns than that wide receiver core. That's all it is. And unfortunately, J.J. Watt will only be good as a spoiler because there's too much broken in that offense right now. I don't care that Andre Johnson left. I do care that Alfred Blue is their starter for the first three weeks. Not that Alfred Blue is bad, but he ain't a guy who's supposed to be a main threat, although that defense is something that should have a horror movie made uh, in inspiration. Luck and company win that division, you know, as G said before, by default. And if you hate on Andrew Luck, that's a you problem. I'm just saying. Thank you. Thank you. you. uh, But that'll round out the AFC. Okay. I guess it's my turn, right? Okay. So, so AFC. You don't have to have a turn. You're the host. It's your call. AFC East is pretty easy. New England Patriots. Brady's playing all 16 games. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's all you need to know. Um, the AFC North is a tough one. I think since he takes a step back this year, I think Baltimore and Pittsburgh duke it out. Ultimately, I'm going to trust in Big Ben to you know to close the deal. I have the Steelers win the division. In the South, Come on, really? The Colts. Probably the most uninteresting division of all time, by the way. Not just this year, of all time. Um, AFC West, actually a little bit tougher, but I think Peyton Manning's still going to get you 10 wins. At least 10 and 6, right? He's still going to get 10 wins, even, even with his... With his I, I, I actually have him at 9 and 6 this year. I mean, 9 and 7, sorry. I have him at 9 right. and 7. Well, I mean, okay, we're in the ballpark. We're in the same neighborhoods. Okay, no big deal. The wild cards. The Ravens get in again this year. I, I think, by the way, I think Flacco has a big year. I think Joe Flacco has a huge year. Stop it. Stop it. When you say Joe Flacco has a big year, you mean in Joe Flacco's standards? Because I could probably listen to that. Okay. Who's he going to throw the ball to? You think Rashad Perriman's going to replace Torrey Smith? Get out of here. It, 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 he, he's, not, he's not even playing week one, Rashad Perriman. So. Okay. Yeah, hey. Anyway, and. Mother Walker team, your Miami Dolphins, they'll get in at 10-6 and six also. I'm with you, Kyle, on that one. I think 10-6 at worst. I love this roster. Best Dolphins roster I've seen over a decade. And I think Ten Hills is on the up and up. But that defense is really good. G, shut up and goes to a last place in the yeah. North. Thank you very much. In the NFC, the East, I changed my pick. I'm going Eagles. Guess what? And I hate the Eagles. You know this. The most hated franchise to me in sports. Not football. In sports, but I have a feeling Chip Kelly figures it out, and I have a stronger feeling that guess what? I think Bradford plays plays thirteen plus games this year. I think it's healthy. I think really? I think this offense. I think this offense is predicated on to be to be great and efficient. I think he's a dark horse MVP candidate. I go that far. Yes, I said it. I go that far. I think that offense will, wow. will, will thrive. Okay, Eagles win the East. In the North, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the best on the planet, the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play football. The Packers win the North. In the South, default move the Saints. Come on, default. All right? 
and in the, in the NFC West, the West, the Seahawks. Although I think now with this Cam Chancellor stuff, it will be interesting now because now we have Russell Wilson paid now, and we 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 said this two or three years ago with the, with the Seahawks that the the day was coming when you can't pay everybody, and that day's arrived now because you paid Sherman, you paid Wilson, you paid you know everybody, your buddy Wagner, all the guys, Earl Thomas. Guess what? Cam won his too. Can't pay everybody. So it, it'll be interesting to see how Pete Carroll and company take care of that. But I think they're going to win, win the West. Wild cards, I'm going Cowboys because, you know, I, I think Romo's top six in the league. I think you'll figure it out. Dez's top two, three receiver in the league also. And my my dark horse, I've been saying all summer, I'm with G here, the Vikings. Ten and six. The Vikings, I think the Vikings are, I think AP has a strong year. I think Bridgewater plays great. I, I, I like I like, I like, like what's going on in Minnesota. I like the... You know, I just love Zimmer and and Norm Turner as the or coordinator. I think they have a nice little thing going on in Minnesota, and I think I think they'll get Green Bay problems this year. The same. All right, but <laughs> we got a, we got a call for nine one zero. Who is this nine one zero? Yo, this is Big TJ, man. What's up? Yeah. What's going on, TJ? TJ, what's up? Not too much, man. I, I was just listening there, man. I didn't think you were gonna bring me on, bro. Okay. Wait, wait, if, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry to let you let you in here. I'm go ahead and talk. See what you want to say. No, no, man. I'm 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 thankful that you brought me in. I I I, I miss you guys, man. What's been up? I'm Aww. I'm uncomfortable right now. TJ, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Let me tell you why. I just sat there getting Eagles some love. You did. You did. I heard yeah. that. And yeah, um, definitely great. I'm, I'm thankful for that because um, now that I know that you're able to. Show some love. I think I think that might uh, translate into some wins. I appreciate that. <laughs> Positive energy. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but, but here's, here's my thing, you know, and we'll get to our power in about two minutes. I just think with Bradford, he's now playing in a system. Look, it's not like Sam Bradford's not a bad quarterback. He can't stay healthy. And in St. Louis, with, with Jeff Fisher, who's a defensive-minded coach, they didn't prioritize offense out in St. Louis. You got Chip Kelly, the wizard. Chip Kelly, to me, the top five coach in the league. Okay, and I think with Bradford contract year, I, I just I think he plays thirteen plus games this year. I think this is the year he actually starts plays a lot of games and he actually figures it out in that in that system in Philadelphia. As long as he's on the field, Mark Sanchez is not on the field, so I'm definitely on board with what you're saying. I, I think that you know one of the benefits of him being on Philly's team this year is that. He's not going to be holding the ball for very long, which means he's going to take less hits. So I'm absolutely on board with you, man, and thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I will be letting you know every yeah. time we win with a Facebook like. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, by the way, that being, that, now, 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 that being said, TJ, I hope you guys go 0-16. Oh, boy. I <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I'm terrible, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. So how you been, TJ? Anything okay with you? What's going on with you? What no, are you going to on radio, man? What's going on? <laughs> I, I, I took some time off, man, but apparently we've got some things in the works, man. So, uh, you know, whenever everything settles and I can actually make an announcement, I'll let you guys know what's going on. Beautiful. Very cool. Very cool. All right, brother. We're going to get the power records out, but TJ, we'll talk to you soon, brother, okay? I'll keep you on hold, all right? Hey, y'all be blessed. You got it, brother. Take care. All right. Power rankings. We go 10 to 1 this show, okay? So, now, 
I'm I'm gonna do my power rankings normally on Tuesdays on a, on a solo on a solo pod by itself. But because it's the first week, this is the first uh you know week of the season. I wanted to get together with the guys and do this together. So let's cue the music real quick. At number ten, Kyle, you go first. You got number ten. Number ten in the power rankings. I got. I right now. I have the Minnesota Vikings starting out. Look, the schedule alone means they're leading with the Niners. That's a win, and they'll demonstrate that their youth can take them places, or they won't. That's why I got them at ten right now. Number ten. Everybody starts at zero at the beginning of the season, right? So number ten is the Chicago Bears. They have a lot to prove this year. Oh my After God. the terrible disappointing season last year, they have a veteran coach that Don Fox is going to keep Can the game plan simple. What and a very opportunistic defense. Chicago Bears and MVP candidate Jay Cutler at number ten. I was this close to cut your mic off. Seriously, I was this close. I was like, you know what? What are you doing? But you know what? Whatever. It's all good. Number ten out of the Cowboys. You, you tear down. Ten you are the straight Cowboys. hating. You are straight hating right now. Number ten, the Cowboys? All right. Why are you doing that? That's not ten. The All right. All right, number nine. Kyle, go. I got the Dolphins at number nine. Two of my uh, Dark Horse wild card picks at the moment right now are looking better than a lot of the other teams that look trendy. And I think D- uh, EJ is on to something with this whole best team in a decade concept. I'd have to do more research before I signed off, but I can't think of anybody better at the moment. Number nine, G. Um, I'm going with my sentimental favorite. I'm going with Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. They have, they have one of the best rosters on top and bottom. Obviously, that quarterback position is just painful, but if the defense keeps scoring touchdowns, maybe that's all they need to win game 13-3 every week. Uh, G, what did you smoke this morning? What did you smoke this morning? Houston Texans. Well, he, he's, he's accounting for the fact that they're going to get a play call where J.J. Watt throws the football. Exactly. Yeah, Phil O'Brien. Yeah. Penn State, baby. Penn State. Phil O'Brien. Oh, that's your uh, man crush, by the way, for the record. You know Number it. Nine, I got, should be everybody's. <laughs> Number nine, I got, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Like I said, Flacco, big year this year, I think. I really believe that. And I trust... Of course, I trust that front office. And, you know, every time you start right up that team, they always figure it out, like last year. So, I'm going to go Ravens here. Number nine. Number number eight. Kyle, go. Number eight power ranking is the Steelers. I don't know how you're picking the, Ra- the, the Ravens here, but I have the Steelers, um, especially once everybody's back from suspension. I would put them higher if they had Pouncey, but they don't. And there you go. Uh, number eight for me is the Arizona Cardinals. There's another team I, I, I like them from top to bottom. The only thing that gets me nervous is that their, their fate lies on the health of Carson Palmer. I mean, we're not talking about an elite quarterback here. We're talking about a guy at the end of his career, and this team can only go as far as Carson Palmer brings them. So that, that, that's it. It's kind of shaky, but I'll go to Arizona because they have the best coach in the NFL. By the way, Bruce Arians, most underrated coach in sports. Not football, in sports. Number eight, I also have the Steelers, Kyle. Great mind. Great mind. And they had, uh, you know, all the brothers that were missing this week. So, all right, number seven, you got uh, Kyle. I have the Cardinals at seven myself on the strength of Bruce Arians and company. Granted, they'll probably plummet once injuries start to occur. But right now, today, seven. Number seven, I have probably the best defense in the NFL, and that's the Buffalo Bills. 
Um, I, I actually like the, the, the Taylor move at quarterback. Fresh line is not going to make it vertical. It's going to be a, it's going to be a quick passing game, and they, and they, they have receivers built for a quick passing game and and the running game. I love what the Bills have. So I'm taking the Bills at seven. Have Rex, uh, has Rex Ryan ever made it vertical? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. No, exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, 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 all it is is curls and plants. That's all you need to do with those. Number seven. Shout out to my man, Big TJ, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, 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 this team, like I said all summer, this team could be as good as 12 wins, bad as six wins. I don't know where to go, but I like the upside here. I'm going to go with the upside, although I hope they go 0-16. But the Eagles, I, I, I just think there's something special about this team. I love Chip Kelly. I like the, the dynamic, the, the, the freshness of Chip Kelly. I, I, I just got a feeling that they're going to be good this year. Something about the Eagles. Six. Kyle. I got the Broncos. They, they, they're not going to school, but they got a GED, what I call a good enough defense. And then a balanced offense as well. They're going to make the playoffs. They might win a game, but they're not Super Bowl worthy. I got the Broncos at six. I got the I got the New England Patriots at six, Super Bowl champs. Wow! It's funny about the wow. Patriots is that like I I actually don't like the Patriots roster whatsoever. I think their defense will be terrible, but by default, I, I keep them in the top ten because they got Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yes. Number six, the Miami Dolphins. I'm believing this team. Wow. I think, be, I, think I, I think they'll be eleven to five this year. I think they'll be eleven to five. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you are smoking some good. Here's my disclaimer. We won't know how good they are early because their first six weeks they play Tyrod Taylor, Kirk Cousins, Brian Hoyer, uh, who else? Brian Fitzpatrick. So we'll know how good they are out the game. They better go no less than four and two. Seriously, out the game. Yeah, All they'll, right. they'll, they'll definitely lose four of those games. So don't worry about it. Okay, we'll <laughs> All right, Kyle, number five, what you got? Number five, look, I'm probably going to get a hard time for this, putting them this low right now, but they don't have enough defense. I have the Indianapolis Colts at five. I got some team from Wisconsin at five. (laughs) Badgers? You're a jerk, G. I love you, buddy. Anyway, number five, I have the Denver Broncos. Lots of question marks for this team, though. Mainly Peyton Manning. Also philosophy difference. However, I'm with Kyle here on this. The defense is good enough. And that alone will get 10 wins. So I'll go five Broncos. Number four. Let's go, Kyle. I got the Packers here because Aaron Rodgers. I mean, a balanced offense. I don't care that they're without Jordy Nelson. How many times have they been missing a big name in the receiver core, and it just didn't matter? Granted, their defense isn't what it's used to be. That's what kept them out of the top three in my mind, but the Packers taking the fourth spot in the power rankings here for me. Um, I got Philadelphia number four over here. I've always been a Chip Kelly guy. And what, what, what I liked about their defense last year, even though they've blown anybody away, very opportunistic defense. You know, they knew how to force turnovers. They, they knew how to create havoc, even though they would get a lot of yards on the ground. I, I like I like, I like Philly to open number four. Number four, I have the, the, the Colts. It's also the fault move because they're in the South. So they're going to win 11 games out of the gate. I mean, they, they, they're probably going to sweep the entire division. Maybe they'll find one at most, at worst. Their, their issue is winning in Foxborough. That's their issue. If they're going to somehow get over New England, they may be in the Super Bowl this year because they, they demonstrated last year they could win Denver. That, that much is true. So, four out of the Colts. Number three, who you got, Kyle? Four. What, Kyle? Uh, 
All right, three. We got number three, uh, G. For number three, I got the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just think when, when you look at them, there's nothing fancy about the Baltimore Ravens, but they're pretty much solid where they need to be. Um, like I said, nothing flashy, but good head coach. And they're a team that knows how to win late in games, so I'm taking, I'm taking the Ravens. At three, I, I have uh, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the team Wisconsin. The bad man of the planet. I've never heard we'll of them. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Number two, G. Uh, number two, I got the NFC guys, the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I mean, it's going to be a tougher year for them, I think, this year. Um, I, I, I think within their division with Arizona and St. Louis to get competition, the schedule is tough, too, except for, that, except for that game against Chicago they have early in the season. The rest of their schedule is pretty tough. So, I don't know. They're, they're going to get tested a lot, and, and I don't. And for them, I don't like the fact that they're, 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 it looks like they're edging themselves more forward the passing game and not the running game. It's going to kill them in the end. So, Seattle number two right now, but they'll drop. Number two for me, I got Brady and Belichick. Yep. Brady and Belichick. Hi. Well, it's, it's, it's the truth, right? That's I mean, so. if we look at their roster, their roster is not good at all. Like, their roster is bad. But, but that's the thing, though. We've seen this story a lot for the last decade. Not good enough roster, and somehow finds a way to win 12 games. Because yeah, why? Yeah, no, no, though, but when, when, when every other team in your division has a better defense than you, though, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. Could be. Could be. They be got tough. better, but... It's going to be tough. Who knows who's in the division, though? We'll have a quarterback. So, anyway, number one, I have the Seahawks. I'll exhaust it. Who's your number one, G? Because it's a surpriser, obviously. Uh, you, you know what's funny? My number one was your number ten. I'm going to Dallas Cowboys. You have issues, G. How, how do I have G, issues? Because I'm, I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys, a, a, a team that, that was robbed, a team that was robbed last year in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, it, you're saying that if they weren't robbed in that Green Bay game, that that, that, that remember they already beat Seattle earlier that year. They were robbed of probably going to Super Bowl last year because of that one stupid call against Des Bryant. Well, anyway, let's take a quick little break. We'll come back. We'll have Antoine still on with us. Uh, we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. Let's get Kyle back. Let's get Kyle back. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's GW Gross, the heartthrob. I'm here to tell you about DraftKings.com. Your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action, but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick the season off by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. That's crazy. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want, and turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Pretty easy. You've never experienced football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to big time. Guys, listen. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at a part of winning $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter SPREAKER, that's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, for a free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. Remember, that's DraftKings.com.
was Noah Incubus, G. Huh? I don't, I don't know. Can, it, can, can we get a guest DJ to play the music? Because your music collection sucks today. We, we need I'm a guest to, DJ today. I'm, I'm <laughs> Okay, how, how's this song? Really? <laughs> really? It's terrible. Uh, I, look, man, <laughs> look. If you want, let, 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 let's act NTSB and Happy Hour Network to crack open their budget, and we'll get you a DJ. We'll play some DC yeah. music during oh. this show. Speaking of budgets, Kyle, <laughs> hi. Speaking of budgets, Kyle, hi. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got one of the bosses. You got one of our bosses here at NTSB Sports, and he's here... Oh, he's been feeling uncomfortable about the budget talk, yeah? Uh, oh, well. Anyway, we are presented well, by DraftKings.com. Enter from promo code Spreaker for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's uh, what? DraftKings.com. Anyway. By the way, uh, before we bring on Antoine Staley, uh, Kyle, tell us about NJC Sports. What's going on these days? Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on on the website, man. Hey, well, hey, we're in full swing with the football season starting. I mean, look out, because, of course, our veteran Owen G. Celio will be doing his thing weekly very soon. Oh but, you know, where you should put your money. Then, of course, hey, the matchup media came back here. I actually, you know, started to write again. What? Exactly. That's a good time. Mike Draculich, he himself is back doing his thing. Uh, with the weekly Against All Odds piece. That went up today. You should look for that action as well. Uh, The kids at Draft Central, well, hey, just because it's not, you know, draft time doesn't mean it's not college football time. They're throwing their thing down. We also got Lee Vowell of the Happy Out Network doing his thing for college action as well. Can't front on that. And, you know, I'm going to get a little bit personal myself. Two days ago, I just released the latest installment where me and my friend, the most Euclid do the sports symposium just to, you know, give you another way to uh, show what I've learned as a student of the game throughout the football life there. So check that out on the NGSE Sports YouTube channel as well. Good times all the way around there at NGSEsports.com. What can I say? And before we bring on, man, Antoine Stelly, the secret important, we got breaking news. A quarter report, the Cleveland Browns have cut Terrell Pryor. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. More breaking news. <laughs> a reports, the New York Knicks are considering putting Carmelo Anthony on a train block. Again? They should. They should. Yeah. I feel like, he's, I feel like he should be on the training block every year. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's bring our guy here, Antoine Stale. He writes at Pro Player Insiders, Sports Talk Florida, Athlon Sports, Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. You can follow him on Twitter at Antoine Staley. He's a good friend of the show. A good friend of mine, actually, too. My man, Antoine Staley. Antoine V. Staley, actually. V. V. What's up? Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> let that sit. Let that sit, G. Really, G? Come on. Well, friend, I, got nothing to say to this, I got nothing to say to this man right now. <laughs> wow. Come on. What do you do to, what do you do to G? Nothing. You want to know what Twan did? He, he, he treated me like, like like I was some side chick that he couldn't be bothered with the other day. Because I, I called him. I, I, was, I was driving the other day, and I was like, you know what? I haven't spoken to Twan in a while. Let me just give him a call. So it went to voicemail. I thought nothing of it. And then like 20 minutes later, he hits me with a text that I know very well. He hits me with a text go, hey, what's going on? My ringer was off. Like, he didn't even want to call no, me back. No, that's not, that's not what I said, actually. <laughs> <laughs> not even what I said. He didn't even want to call <laughs> back, if, if you gotta, If you go say it, you got to get the story right. No, I said I was at the store. You were in the mall or something, you didn't hear it. I was at the store. I was at the store, 
And I, that's why I texted you because I thought it was an emergency. That's exactly what I texted you. And you, you replied, oh, it's never an emergency with me. I just wanted to see how you were doing. <laughs> Which I was on. First off, Twan, first off, Twan's a good man. Twan, I side with you. Just for the record, okay? G, suck it Okay, suck it up, G. Hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings, man. Whatever, man. Whatever. Well, yeah, we can hey, That's why you changed the title of your show, because you're compensating. Oh. Yeah, did you hear that, Twan? Hey, Tyler, so, uh, only it matters. Podcast. What, what? Say that again? G Steelio changed the name of his podcast to uh, from the G Steel Sports Hour to the Only Hour That Matters podcast. Well, I mean, if, if that's what you know, is that what works then for him? You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, long as people, and, long as the people, long as people remember your show and remember your name, hey, whatever works, you know, works. Anyway, Let me ask you this, Juan. When you heard what? the title of that show. You would have guessed outright that was G's show, right? I'm just oh, asking. Oh, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. Right, yeah. I think everybody, I think everybody <laughs> they, realizes that that's a G Stilio uh, production. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. To say the least. To say the least. Anyway, Twan, I got to ask you a question because you covered Miami Dolphins. You've been there since, uh, you know, since the last couple of years. I'm going to ask you a question about the Dolphins. Two of three people on this panel who are, who are very smart, who are very intelligent, are very high on the Dolphins this year. How they look okay. to you? Uh, it, I mean, they look good from a talent standpoint. This is the most, the most talent they've had since the uh, really two or three years. Really, three years I've been covering them. So you know, they definitely could. You know, I think they could challenge. I think they could win the AFC East. To be honest with you, but the one wow. thing, and I, no, here's the here's the thing. I didn't say they would. I said they could. The one thing <laughs> that you really worry about with them is really depth from a depth from a depth standpoint. They have the depth at defensive defensive line. They obviously have the depth at wide receiver, but everywhere else, that's what they're lacking. So if they suffer any kind of major injuries outside of defensive line or wide receiver, then I think they're going to be in trouble. So, but if they if all the cards align right, which I think is possibly could, you know, I think we're talking about you know possibly a, a really good season for them because they they have as much talent. I think them and the Bills have the most talent in the division. It's just a matter of can Ryan Tannehill really take his game to the next level, which you know, I really think he can. He's really gotten better each year he's played in the league, and you know, he looks comfortable and you know, looks as confident as he's ever been since I started following the Dolphins. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I think the Finns. I, I think to me, to me, their bottoms this year, based on that roster, and I think it's the best roster I've seen. And I live down there, so I can say this: best roster I've seen in a decade, over a decade. Yeah, yeah. I think Tyler, like I said, they have. You know, it's, it's they, obviously they have weaknesses like everybody else, but, you know, they have enough strengths to, to be able to overcome the weaknesses. It's just, like I say, it's just a matter of, you know, can do they not suffer any kind of major injuries? They, they can't afford it at the offensive line. Um, Brandon Albert's going to play on Thursday, I mean, on Sunday. So yeah. they'll, they'll have him back at about 80%. Can't suffer any kind of injuries mm-hmm. on the offensive line. That's really the main thing. And, right. you know, really at running back either because they don't have a lot of depth there either. Would you agree, though? Would you agree that – look at the schedule, and I, I, I'll, I'll throw some quarterbacks. The first six weeks of the Dolphins, I, I'll throw some quarterbacks they're going to be facing in the first six weeks of the year. Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Hoyer, Kirk Cousins. Would you agree that for the Finns to make a statement, especially, that they, ca- they can't go no worse than 4-2? and two? I think they need to go um, – if you want to be taken seriously as a contender – um, you need to go five and one, I think, at least, or you know, you can win all six games. Honestly, 
I think, you know, it's really, you know, they're, they're much, they're better than everybody, you know, as far as on a talent standpoint for the first week, few weeks of the season. Yeah, they're on the road. I know it gets tough playing on the road a lot, but they're better than those teams that they, they should play. Buffalo is a question. Buffalo is kind of like a Tulsa. They tend to play Buffalo very well in Miami, whereas they go to, they go to Buffalo and Orchard Park and they, they don't play as well. So, but I think they can, they can beat the Bills. That's the one game I would uh, question, but, Everywhere else, I think they're you know they're better than the Jets. They're they're better than the Redskins. They should win that one, even though I don't think it's going to be uh, a layup like everybody thinks it is. They should win this week against Jacksonville. Now the Dolphins are lined to healthy, so they got they got some. It's a lot of winnable games on there. So if you want to be taken seriously as a contender, those are the games you have to win. D, any questions? Yeah, can we stop talking about Miami, please? Um, but sure. I, 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 I did want to wow. talk. About I, I, I did want to ask Tuan Staley. Um, the, the, the four rookie running backs I'm watching this year, Tuan, um, from watching them in college last year, watching them in the pros this year, Amir Abdullah, who was number three on the depth chart, which surprised me. I, I read that a couple of days ago. So, um, you got Duke Johnson, Todd Gurley probably playing week five or whatever, and, um, and Melvin Gordon in San Diego. Um, when, when it comes to those four, out of those four, but like, who's your favorite out of those four, and which ones out of those four do you think about the most impact this year? Well, I like Todd Gurley. He's just not 100% healthy, and I think they're going to wait on him. So I to eliminate him, you know, out of discussion. And Duke Johnson's been hurt uh, with a concussion, and I have questions about his durability in the NFL, to be honest. And then, you know, you got – yeah, well, he had trouble staying healthy in Miami. He had a great year yeah. last year. Like, yeah. he really did. But if you look at the, his, you know, body of work at the U, like, he had, he really had problems staying healthy. So And, and then you look he, at how he do it. a couple of times, too. Yeah, he's tough. He's just tough. Yeah. Like he's just, I'm just worried about his body taking, you know, and I don't know how much Cleveland is going to use him, you know, considering they also have um, Crowell there Crowell. as well. So, um, I, you know, I like Alvin Dool. I think he eventually could be a big change guy, but I, I like Melvin Gordon, to be honest with you this year. I think he can put up, you know, put up close to 1,100 yards possibly and catch the ball at the backfield. And it's going to be something that, San Diego and Phil Phil Rivers really enjoy like just having that. He always likes security blankets out the backfield. Yeah, they have Denny. Oh, they have Denny there. Um, but I think Melvin Gordon is definitely gonna you know be another guy he can rely on in short passes um in the hot read and also be a good reliable runner in the backfield. Don Ash. So in light of the fact that the Patriots are worse on defense losing the duo that they've had that's been the best they've had in the decade in Browner and Rivas, losing the world's fastest immovable object in Vince Wilfork, is it safe to say that they're not going to repeat as champions? I think so, but it's it's hard to repeat in general. But as we saw Seattle try to last year, but, you know, you can argue, you know, well, the play call or whatever, but – Oh, you mean no, the worst offensive so play call in Super Bowl history? Yeah, yeah that anyway, one. anyway, like, anyway, they didn't repeat regardless. But the, I think, you know, just from a talent standpoint, I just don't think they're as good, like, defensively. Yeah, they, you lose Revis, who I think is the best corner in football. You lose Brandon Browner as well. You know, secondary, before they got there, it was a big question mark. Yeah, I love their linebackers. I love Gerard Mayo. I love uh, Jamie Collins. But, you know, you look at them defensively, it's not – they have, you know – you can argue. You made the case they have the worst divi- worst defense in the division, and now you're gonna rely on Tom Brady and hopefully, you know, not. I hope. I mean, I hope Ron Gorkowski stays healthy, but you have to hope they he stays healthy because without him, 
you know, they're gonna have they're gonna have to score points out to beat people, which they had to do um a few years ago, especially when they went to the Super Bowl against the Giants. So that's really what they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to outscore people and, you know, maybe can make an occasional stop or two at the end of the game. So yeah, they just don't I just don't see them repeating, to be honest with you. Hey Twan, how scary is Indomitian too? Uh, just just as a person or just like as a player? <laughs> did he scare you? Like when you see him in the locker room, did he scare you? I, I mean, not anymore. I mean, not, you know, the only time he scared me is uh, when he came into the media room and I was wondering what he was in there for. That's the only time he really scared me. Um, I mean, he he is what he is. He's a very focused on football guy. He's not he's not into talking to people, doing interviews and stuff like that. He just he just wants to play football. You know, so like, I, I don't view him, I don't view him as a scary person. Like I'm sure he is like facing him on Sundays, but just you know, personally, <laughs> I just think that he's real focused on football. He just doesn't, you know, care about talking to reporters and some of the extracurricular stuff. I say that I say that because of one reason because our our good friend Brandon Howard, who also comes to Dolphins yeah. Sports on Florida, yeah, I saw going he on today. And so listen, I'll, I'll I'll read it verbatim. Brandon Howard says this: I was. I was by Ndamukong Sue's locker today while interviewing Walt Akins. First time he asked me to move calmly. Second time he yelled. He was not happy at all. I has a sad who's going to cheer me up. I don't, damn. I'm Brandon Howard, man. I am sweating, pissing my pants, shitting my pants the whole night, man. I'm telling you. Well, I would have on TV. Yeah, I didn't ask Yeah, I didn't ask Brandon this, but I, I guess I will um, when I see him maybe tomorrow. Um, why didn't he move in the first place? <laughs> I guess I guess he was trying to interview on uh, Walt Akins, and then he was just right there. And then I would have moved. Like I just would have. <laughs> Come yeah. on, no offense, to Walt Aiken, but really, you make sure you but, give uh, keys to the kingdom. No, I get it because you have a lot of reporters over there, and it's it's a it's a very limited space, you know, especially with a lot of people are cluttered. So it's hard. You're trying to get the interview down, and you know. Some you might be, you know, the locker rooms are so right there. The lockers are right there, so it, you're trying to take, you're kind of invading somebody else's space. So it's right. hard to respect their space at the same time, trying to do what you do. So I, I understand the dilemma, and that's it. That sense. Right. Hey, Kyle, can you imagine G. Stilio and Brandon Howard's place in that moment? <laughs> well, I would, but then he wouldn't be on this show at this point because he'd be suffering some sort of an injury, I'm sure. He don't want it. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, G, for being you. Thank you. Um, one, over-under week six. We see, we see RG3 on the field again with Washington. Over-under week six. Uh, I, I, so if I say um, over, that means I, I believe he's not going to be on the field then. Well, he'll be on the field further down the road, yeah. Because I'm saying by no, week I five. Think, they, I, I, don't, I don't see him on the field at all unless um, Colt McCoy and um, Kirk Cousins get, both get hurt. I just don't. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think the, sense, the sense that I got, like, and even listening to the um, comp- teleconference we had with Jay Gruley, he doesn't, you know, he, you know, he's rolling with Kirk Cousins, and they, he just, yeah, he, does, he doesn't want to play RG3. That's yeah, just the sense that I get. Yeah, yeah. Unless Sue gets his hands on him on, on Sunday. Yeah. Unless, yeah, he's got to paint Dolphins defense on Sunday. So, unless Sue gets his hands on uh, Cousins. But, okay. All good. Um, over under 10 games, Sam Bradford. What plays this year? Uh, I, I'm going to say, I'll say over. I hope so. I, I think he's, 
I think he's going to be here. I hope so. That's the only chance the Eagles have. He goes down like they're uh, they're screwed. Like they're relying on one guy, and you know, also Demarco. A lot of people don't talk about this, but Marco Murray had some injury issues as well. Last year was really his first year being completely yep. healthy. So you got two guys that have had injury, have injury history. So your your bank, you're putting all your eggs in one basket for both of those guys. So if they if any of those two go down or both of them. They're, they're screwed. That's why I'm kind of hesitant to pick the Eagles because, like I said, you're talking about two guys that have had, you know, extensive histories who, coincidentally enough, they played together in college together with each other. So, yeah, they, you know, I, you know, I'm going to say over, but, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, justify saying Sam Bradford is going to play the entire year. Yeah, you can always throw in Ryan Matthews as somebody who's just always injury prone. They'll come to Ryan Matthews. He's someone who never stay healthy either. Yeah, um, they, they right. get, yeah. <laughs> They're walking on pins and needles. Plus, the worst team in the league. Will it be Washington? Will it be Cleveland? And sorry, Kyle, will it be San Fran? I don't think it'll be San Francisco. I, I don't, you know, I, I think they're good enough to, uh, for them not to be the worst team in um, NFL. I think it'll be the – I'm think i going to go with Washington. I think, you know, Cleveland could definitely be there, but I like the talent. I think they have – you know, I think they'll win – I think they'll win four games. I the Redskins, I just it just seems like a complete, you know, soap opera and a mess right there and I, I don't you know, it seemed like it could really come off the the tracks pretty quickly there if things go really, really badly. <laughs> I I got Chicago being like two and fourteen this year, but I digress. They're going oh, to yeah, hey, we only have the best player so, in NFL. Hey, some Street people on Some people, you know, <laughs> picking Chicago to be four if win four games. So it's I'm not I, I'm not one of those people. I think they have. Um, I think they're going to be last in the division, but I, I, I think they have enough talent to, for them not to to be that bad. Right. We're, we're, right. we're winning at least. We're winning at least twelve games this year. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Least, okay. In, in, on, over the next three years, you're going to win twelve, 12 games. Right? Right? Yeah. 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 You, you want to start talking trash about teams, Kyle? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> we can start unloading. We can start loading about CFM whenever you want. All right, you can follow Twan on Twitter at Antoine Staley. Follows great, follows great work, man. Everywhere he's at Pro Player Insider, Sports Talk Florida, Athlon Sports, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, Twan, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate. It. I know you've been busy, man, but I really appreciate you making time for us. All right, y'all. I'll take it easy. Be good, Twan. All right, be good, my brother. Take care. All right, that's <laughs> the man, Antoine. Before we uh, get, we get to the next topic, we, we got a special guest here. Let me uh, go ahead and cue up his music real quick, if you don't mind. Hey, how is it? Who do you think it is? <laughs> I can't hear the music. Show <laughs> the form. Hey, D. Will! <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> True oh, to form. True to form. Always, always with the intro music, man. Never fail to disappoint. It's okay. This is a okay. This is a joke from a long, long time ago, like three years ago, that D Will and I have way back. We're talking about back in the Opinion Nation days, man. Seriously, it's like old joke. I, I don't think I knew you, G, at the time when I, we did this stuff, man. It, uh, you want, you want to hey, you, you know, you know, the Ernest, I'm nervous, man, because I didn't hear you mention the Raiders. And for like the past two months, I kept saying like, you know, something's bound to happen. Like too many people are saying nice things about my Raiders 
Um, they're expecting the race to win, this, that, and the other. I, I just do not like this positive talk. And you name, like, the three who's going to be the worst team in the league, like, the Raiders didn't even come out of anybody's mouth at all. I was nah, nah, completely nah, shocked. Nah, nah. And, I think, and I got because I think I don't think they'll be a playoff team yet, but I think this is the year they, they make their ascent from the cellar. Oh yeah. That makes any sense to you guys. I think they I I, I, I I tell you what, I don't think the Broncos will be twelve and four this year because I think the Raiders will, will take games from each team probably this year. Pluck one from each team in the West. How about that? I, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be a negative nasty. I don't wanna be a negative nasty man, but you know, but, 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 I, they have to prove it to me first. Well, I mean, you're yeah, 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 you know what I will say about the Raiders this year. I, I have them at about five, six wins too. I, I mean, they're not going to be as close to what they were last year, and and their, their defense, their defense showed up a lot of times last year anyway. But the, right. the player on that team that I'm not sold on, that I've seen him go on fantasy leagues early, and I don't get it is Latavius Murray. I, I I don't I don't get anybody's fascination with Latavius Murray. I honestly think that the, the best running back on that roster is Roy Halu. You know, and, and that's not a slap for Roy Hulu. So I think Roy Hulu beat the running back. I just think Latavius Murray had, had that one big game on national TV. Everyone fell in love with him. If you look at his stats after that game, he was pretty pedestrian. I don't, I don't, I don't think he averaged over four yards to carry after that. So, I'm so totally he was struggling up. with concussion issues as well, G. I mean, that's oh, what well, I'm worried about him with. He can't stay on the field. Oh, I agree. That's not my fault. <laughs> I really think. I really think my, my weakness. I think. I think Taiwan Jones is a. It's a man in that backfield. A lot of people aren't talking about Taiwan Jones. Is, but, 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 did he play cornerback at one point? He played corner. Yeah, at one they point, moved. Didn't he? Yeah, he played. He played corner. They moved to corner, but um, when the new offensive coordinator came in, Musgrave, he looked at all his old tapes and said, "You know what, man? We got to have this guy." back on the offensive side of the field. I think, you know, Musgrave has a lot of plans for Tyron Jones. And he's actually the number two tailback yeah, on I the depth that. chart right now. And uh, Roy Lou is just a third down back. is a uh, passing back. <clears throat> I do want to know how Brian Mejia, our old friend, feels about these, about these Raiders. You know how he is every year. Mr. Positive. <laughs> uh, he, he's super excited. He's super excited. I mean, if I think seven and nine, he's gotta be thinking thirteen and three, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that'll be that'll be ridiculous though. But I see the if Raiders if Raiders get past somehow Cincinnati this week, I could see a three and one start for him. Uh, that's, hey, that's as far that's, that's as far as I'm going. That's as far as I'm going. I can see a three three and one start if they get past Cincinnati this week. I think they could. I think they could. I just, I just, week, I, I, week one is weird. Week one is always weird to predict because, like, if you're a betting man like G is, and I'm sometimes a sports better, that that's week one and week seventeen. The weeks you don't want to be betting games because those are the games you can't really, you can't analyze properly because those every team feels like they're the best team in the world week one. Even the Jaguars feel like they have a chance. Nah, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, no, that's the Redskins. No, no, no. <laughs> more than the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk Cousins. Hey, honestly, though, um, if if I was a better man like I used to be, if I was a better man, I I got the Jaguars this week. I think that's the upset of the week. I love what they're doing with their offense. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, Carolina, man, like who's going to catch a ball for Carolina? Like they can't. He can't throw it to Greg Olson twenty times. He just can't. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this though. Seems like it's your fancy guru. I forgot about that. You asked a fancy guru. Um, Greg Olson, number two tight end in the league. 
No. No? Okay, nope. who? Nope. nope. Gronk, I mean, it's still, it's, it's, still, it's still Gronk and Jimmy Graham. It's still, even, even Jimmy Graham's in the first offense, like, now Russell Wilson has somebody to actually throw the ball to in the red zone. And the fantasy, I mean, tight ends usually rack their points in the red zone, getting touchdowns. You ain't going to find many tight ends in the league getting a thousand yard season. You know what I mean? So Jimmy Graham is still number two. Then after Jimmy Graham, uh, I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a huge year this year. Huge, like Gronk-like almost, maybe. You know what I mean? Then after that's Olsen. And I wouldn't sleep on Michael Bennett either. Right. I mean, I Bennett. Right, yeah, my, yeah, the, yeah, G's guy. Where did you go, bro? I asked you a question, man. Where the hell you been? Where the <laughs> hell I been, man? I've I've been in the lab, man. I, I've definitely I've definitely been in the lab, man. Whoa. And um, I've been I've been working hard, you know what I mean, doing the father thing, wait, doing the school wait, wait, thing. You know, you check out wait, 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 you can wait, check wait, out my show. Lab. You know, the fantasy football addict support group every Tuesday. You know what I mean? So yeah, I've been in the lab, wait, wait, man. I've been cooking some stuff up. Hold on, hold on. I'm talking about friends. You have a show you didn't tell me? Well, yeah. Well, he's trying, look, look, look. You got to be sensitive here, EJ. He's seeking treatment for his fantasy football addiction on NGSE Sports. And, and we're trying to work him through this tough time. So be nice, man. And, and you know what, D-Will? Here's how much I got your back. If you need a sponsor, just let me know. I will go on that show and sponsor you, man. I got you. Don't let these haters bring you down. No, 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 no. I, my, my issue, I appreciate no, it. No, my, my issue is the fact that I was never told this. Like, d Wall has always told me things, and we always spoke in confidence about things. And, and all of a sudden, I, I think you're busy because you mean a, being a daddy. That's fine. I'm, I'm a daddy, too. So no big, no big deal. But now you're, you, you're a new podcast. I had no idea you did the podcast now. I've, I've, been, in, I've been in the lab. Like you said, you, you said, you said, where have I been? I've been, I've been in the lab, man. I've been, I've been laying low. I've been I've been in the lab, you know. I always I always go in the lab. I always in the lab right before football season to get ready for fantasy football. And I've definitely been in the lab, and um, I've been booked. I've been getting my guests booked up weeks ahead of time, so I got guests for like the next eight weeks just to talk fantasy football. And man, you should you should you should check it out, man. Of course. You don't have to do the question and then tell him to hold on, EJ. What the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. What the hell is <laughs> that? Wait, wait, wait. Also, <laughs> <laughs> when you're in a lab, I'm thinking you're like, like dissecting a frog or something. We we talk about a lab. What are you, a DJ? I've been cooking it up, cooking it up, man. You know, putting putting my formulas together, brother. You know? Hey, by the way, by the way, D-Wall, I'm going to be in California next month, so I'll let you know when I, when I head out there. Hey, no doubt, man. We can have some lunch by the beach or something. Hey, man. Yes, hey, thanks for having me on, man. I just had <laughs> That's romantic. time to kill. Hey, I have no. a <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you. Hey, what we when I say when I say have lunch at the beach, I mean lunch at the beach to look at what were bikinis. You sure, know what sure, I mean? Sure, right. sure. Right. That, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Sure, hey, sure. Anyway, man, yeah, check yeah. me out. Check me out. NGSCSports.com, man. Uh, check out my show page, the Fantasy Football Addict uh, Support Group. Uh, it's, it's definitely an entertaining show, you know what I mean? It's not one of those boring nerd fantasy shows that tells you uh, the percentage of passes this guy gets that and the other man. You know, it's a good time. It's so, uh, boring. That's it's really it. boring. That's really boring. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know you come on here anytime, man. You, you know we love you here, man. So anytime you want to call hey. this podcast, you, you got carte blanche, baby. Hey, no doubt, man. Hey, good luck this week, fellas. You got it, man. Stay Take strong, care. D-Will. Stay strong. Damn, you you learn something new every day. 
Anyway, our one of the books, our two on the way, we have on my guy, Tony Williams, Metro New York, talking New York football giants, the greatest football team in the world. Yes, G, oh, I said God. it. Don't boot there we me. go. But before we do that, before we do that, let's uh, hear a word from our sponsors. Only a few more preseason games to go before the regular season kicks off, and you could start the season by winning $2 million in week one at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick up your players, pile up the points, and pick up the cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. Every game feels like the playoffs, even in week one. And every broken tackle or spectacular catch can take you closer to a $2 million prize. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at $2 million in the week one millionaire maker. Enter SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com.
not the biggest Jay Z fan in the world. Actually, I love his first four albums, but um, yeah, this song is one of my favorites. That's anyway, hour hour two in the podcast NFL preview show. You know, back we're here with now with my man G Stelio, the heartthrob, who has a new show called, well, it's the same show, but the new title called what again? G, what's what the name of the show now? The only hour that matters. You cocky mother bleeper. Seriously. <laughs> and here, of course, is the man. Yo, I'm, I'm hyped, so let's talk about some Giants, man. I am so hyped to talk about the Giants. Yeah, yeah. beer's fine, hype, but it's on the Giants. Okay, whatever. So, so, you're so disingenuous, brother. Anyway, my man, Tony Woods, the Giants beat writer from Metro New York. You can follow him on Twitter at T-Bone8. Tony, are you, are you still at the, uh, the facility or what? No, I'm safe home now. Uh, but actually, I'm kind of tired because I was dancing on the break, so bear with me right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time for me, man. Listen, I, I, look, I'm, I'm a little concerned, man. Like, the last podcast we did a couple weeks ago, man, I was a little very positive, you know, fearing of the Giants, you know, the offense, the whole nine, crews healthy, hopefully. But, look, this preseason has been – look, I'm not big on preseason necessarily and taking narrative from <clears> there and reversing into the regular season, but these injuries are bad, brother. Yeah, it looks bad, and it is bad uh, when you consider uh, just Cruz alone. Uh, he hasn't done anything this preseason, and that's the bad thing is it's not even the knee. It's actually the calf. So that right there is troublesome. Uh, and then you have Beeson, who's, who's been practicing on and off. Uh, didn't practice today because the knee was kind of swelling up again after practice he had on Wednesday, and then went full go. So right now it is a little troublesome right now with the injuries. But that's always been a norm so far over the last three or four years at Giants camp. Right. Um, how bad – I mean, how bad is the secondary right now injury-wise? Because, like, they brought and, – and, and furthermore, let me ask you a question on this, too. On top of that, they brought in Steve Brown, who was actually pretty good a couple years ago, actually led team interceptions, like, with eight or something like that, and then they cut him last week. What's going on? How bad are the injuries, and why did they cut Steve Brown? It wasn't more. It wasn't what Steve Round couldn't do. It's just that they have more faith in Craig Dahl, who played under Spagnola uh, in St. Louis and, and for one year here in New York. Uh, so it wasn't like an indictment against Steve Round. It's more like they saw Dahl on the market. He was available, and they and they and they got him up on on a uh, free agent. So I mean, it's 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 hard to imagine though that and they couldn't use Brown in some capacity. Considering that one great year he had in New York, which I think on 2012, we had eight picks and also had the record for most INT yards, return yards in the history of the franchise. So and it's, it's, an odd, it's an odd scenario that he gets brought here and then a week later he's cut, but it was more of a thing of how Dahl fits the system better. Another, another concerning question here that we were discussing with the crews, his injuries and stuff and whatnot. Why the hell they released James Jones? Yeah, again, that was that was, I, for some reason it just wasn't a fit. Um, we saw him just play in the Jets game. It, it wasn't his best work uh, of the uh, in a long while. But I mean, he was a cause of that pick six, I believe, in the Jets game. Uh, the one that Eli threw out to the out, to the out route. Uh, it just wasn't a fit. I think they feel more comfortable with the guys they have, even with uh, Cruz right now not in the lineup. I think they feel comfortable that Randall can pick up the slack. Uh, and they have Harris and maybe Chris Parker. I mean, I guess they feel more comfortable with the guys that have been there for for, for a few years now. Hmm. Also, we're hearing rumors uh, to, uh, today that there's a possibility that the Eli Manning uh, contract 
negotiations could be done as early as uh, this coming Sunday before kickoff. Is that true? Well, it's hard to confirm that, but, you know, I've heard the same thing, that it should be done over the weekend, even before a Dallas game, uh, you know, at at night. Uh, If it is, it is. If not, it's not. I've been thinking all along, it's going to get done. It's a matter of when, uh, because there's no if there. The Giants are going to sign Eli. He loves being there. It's his home. Uh, The Giants love him, obviously. And Ryan Nassib is your alternative. So it's going to get done eventually. Just it's more like when, not if. All right. G, any questions? Of course I got a question about the New York Giants. Of course I got questions about the New York Giants. Oh, whenever I talk to people, everybody wants to talk about the wide receivers. Obviously, the attention is going to Odell Beckham Jr. Um, if Victor Cruz gets back on the field, it doesn't really matter because he's scared to get hit. I've been telling everybody that when it, the guy to watch out for is Ruben Randall because he's in a contract year. And, and, and prototypically, he, he's more of the wide receiver kind of built. I, I always left him in college. I kind of he's under he's, he's not kind of he has underachieved in, in the NFL. I, I I think this year is the year because he moved his Randall kind of blossom and kind of tricked somebody into giving him a bigger deal next year. Well, that's almost always the case with a guy who's underachieved for first year in the league and then to the contract year and then he gets paid and as he gets paid he falls off. So I, I mean we saw that we see that all the time in the NFL. So it wouldn't shock me that he had a big year this year, and then he gets paid by someone, and then he flames out. So, I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, the one thing I, I disagree with, you said that Cruz hates getting hit. Cruz is one of the toughest guys I've, I've seen on the field. The kid, the kid is tough. He's, he's, he's a legit tough body, and the play slot a lot, as he does, he's actually tough. He's good. He's good. Speaking of uh, Giants, we got some great news, actually. <laughs> According to Pro Football Talk, the Giants and Eli Manning close to a four-year, $84 million extension. There it is. <laughs> so stupid. I tell you, you Mike, he gave them, you, Mike he gave them a pretty – that's a pretty good discount considering he's a, a yeah. two-time school MVP. I mean, considering other guys that don't want anything, Ryan Tannehill, that gets so much more. So, I mean, it's, it's a, a great deal. Giants. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 with all those air balls, he hangs out for old Del Beckham Jr. He'll get one of those guys killed this year. So it's fine. Wow. For $80 million. Eagles, dollars, Eagles on Twitter says, not worth it, not even close. EJ Chris is seven replies, kiss the rings twice. You have none. That, that, that's always your reply. It's so weak. Like, uh, well, I'm just talking about what he does. Like, he sucks. I don't care. Eli Manning sucks. <laughs> Wow. Like, like everyone's going to two Super Bowl rings. He sleepwalked in the Super Bowl, and God gave him those Super Bowl rings. He, he needed two ridiculous passes. He sucks. <laughs> I don't care. I've watched football my whole life. He sucks. And he's worth $80 million, and we don't have a budget at NGSC. Kyle, what are you doing wrong? If Eli Manning is getting $80 million, and we ain't got a budget, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, if I had Willie Shut Zimera, the hell up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Yes. All truth. All truth, all facts. What are you saying? Well, I, I well, say hey, if I that if Mara's fortune, it's crazy. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you're going to pay Matt Ryan that money, you're going to pay Ryan Tannehill that kind of money. You will definitely have to pay Eli that kind of money because he actually wins in playoffs. Tell him, Tony. Tell that guy. By the way, G. Celio, <laughs> my co-host right here, born and raised in Yonkers. Okay. <laughs> no, born, no. Okay. Born, and raised, born and raised in the Bronx. Move to Yonkers. <laughs> so let, let's not get that twisted. Your New Yorker is a diehard Bears fan. Hates the, the Giants because he got teased as a kid 
during the uh, divisional <laughs> game in 1990. I was 10 years old. That, that, that was a very traumatizing time in my life. I was 10 years old. Yeah. It, it, was, it was like I was 25 and I cried. I was 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Kyle, any questions? You know, uh, and, and I need somebody more familiar with, than the Giants than me on this. I mean, I'm only a student of the game. I get all that. But the Giants, to me, they come out on the field um, and they seem to overperform on defense. And they're going to have to do that again because there was a really big thing that went on the, in the press I, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I can't quite put my finger on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that never gets old. But um, seriously, when it comes to dealing with the whole JPP situation and any of that, and Beeson isn't, I mean, even before his time in New York, hasn't been famous for staying on the field, what does Coughlin do here? I mean, in this situation with the defense, how who do you see stepping up? Honestly, it's, it's a crapshoot, and I, I hate saying that, but the defense is not any good. Uh, and even even with JTP, there are still holes. I mean, I, I would say probably the strongest unit is the cornerbacks, but mm-hmm. a guy a guy can't cover for seven, eight seconds at a time each play. So they need to have people step up and get after the quarterback. Spagnola is not known for heavy blitzing, so he needs to have Kerry Wynn and Moore and Cullen Jenkins and Hankins and those guys to get after the quarterback, or Ziggy Zua, healthy, they need to find guys to get after the, quarter, after the quarterback and drop the linebackers in coverage. So, I mean, it, it's all scheduled to the Giants. There's not a lot of talent there, and when there is talent in the field, they're not healthy. So, I mean, Spagnola is going to earn money this year. He really will. Again, JPP, what's the latest on that, on that whole thing? He came to camp this early in the week, and there's some reports for him not not – Willing to do anything unless they, had, they agreed to that franchise tender. The Giants didn't do anything about it. They don't. They don't feel he's ready to play yet. What's what's going on with JPP and the Giants right right now? Well, well right now he's home in Florida, so he, he's not going to be available for a while uh, because of that of that tender. There's no way the Giants are going to pay him the full fourteen point eight million dollar tender when he's not in shape. He's not healthy. He's not available. So there's no way it happens. They have to they have to renegotiate that that tender and, and, and bring the number down some because. JPP cannot get that full tender, and I think he knows that. So maybe he's just stalling to get better shape and better conditioning. But as of right now, there's no more movement on that front. Right now, it's that issue. Right now, they're going to go with you know Moore and Odigizua and Kerry Wynn and, and those guys, and just hope and pray that they get JPP back within the first five three games of the season. Gene, hmm. more questions? Let him go. Uh, nah, I'll be good. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry, one more question. Let's go. Actually, what's what's the vibe now at camp now? Because like I know when I spoke to you in August, it, it was very positive. At least to me, it felt very positive. Why not? That it should be a really good year. You know, a lot of weapons, like I said earlier. But now I I I feel like now with with all these injuries and stuff that it feels like it's gonna be a long year again. That's the vibe I'm getting from a lot of the writers I follow and whatnot. What are you What are you seeing from the uh, from the from players and whatnot? Is the vibe positive? No. No, it's, it's going to be a long year. It's going to be, it's going to be maybe you know anywhere between seven, and eight wins. Uh, not good enough to get in the playoffs again, probably. Uh, I mean, it's it's take the facts. It's going to be a lot of shootouts because they can't stop anyone. We've seen already in the preseason, even though the small sample size, and yes, it is only a preseason. They still can't stop the run. They're giving 120 yards a game in preseason against the run, and and they just can't stop anyone. So we're going to see a lot of shootouts. We'll see a lot of Eli probably in the shotgun. And change winging again, and and it's not really a bad option, 
But if it's your only option, then you're in trouble. Uh, thanks for being positive. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow that's my man, great. Tony Williams, at T-Ball 8 on Twitter. All this great work at Metro New York covers the New York Giants and as well as the New York Knicks, which we'll get to probably a couple months. Tony, thanks thanks for coming to the show, brother. Really appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Great show. Take you got it, brother. Take care. Thanks, Tony. Take care, guys. That's my man, Tony Williams. Right? Yep, that's right. Man, Tony Williams on Metro New York right here on the Earth Week Podcast. Um, we're going to have on Teron Danport also coming on the show in about 10 minutes. Which we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Ravens in the, in the uh, Ravens and the Broncos, where I think it's actually the game of the weekend. Um, honestly, I, I, by the way, if you, if you look at the schedule, which we get to our pick soon, at least from the onset, not a very sexy schedule. Packers Bears normally would be a great game, but the Bears ain't good. Oh, oh man! Oh, wait, 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 wait. What about the Dallas New York game? That too, not a good game. I, I have Dallas in a blowout. Hell yeah! Not a sexy that, game. That game. You bet, yeah, lose money. Thank you. Good job. Hell you, yeah. You're the, I'm, not, I, I'm not betting on the stick Giants. I'm going to do that. Stupid. Stick to college football because you, you better come to bet on the Giants. Obviously. Okay. All right. We did miss a, a segment, though, but um, top five quarterbacks, actually. We're going to rank them quickly. Uh, quickly? Five, quickly? Rank them. Let's go. Kyle, you go first. You're doing that to me again, making me go first. Hold up. You go first. Okay, so. Yeah, well, number five, look, Big Ben Roethlisberger, you know, you can't front on this. He's a guy who has done well uh, with the transition from a run-first team to a team with an air attack, and now that they're balanced whenever Le'Veon Bell's on the field, he's still proven why he's won two Super Bowls and made it to three. Ben Roethlisberger, number five. Go ahead, four. Four, Oh, oh, okay, my bad. Of course, fourth, look. Peyton Manning at 80% is better than Joe Flacco at 120. He's still got what it takes. Sure, he's losing some strength. Sure, he's had four uh, surgeries and all that. That's all good and well, but at the end of the day, he's still uh, in the top five. He's still well ahead of uh, Russell Wilson for certain, but there you go. Number three, look, it's not a question. I almost put Brady at three, but I'm not quite that brave yet. I will put one, Andrew Luck. This guy is an elite quarterback in what is the quarterback class of this league right now. I don't know if he's elite in history. It's too soon to call, obviously. And sure, he has that whole thing where he sets the orphanage on fire, but then pulls the fire alarm to save everybody. So that's kind of been his game. Let's see if he can keep it solid doing what he does. Throwing 40 touchdowns and, oh my gosh, actual running support in Frank Gore? The heck you say. Number three for Andrew Luck looking for him to do good things with the Colts. What happened? I feel like I've been going to Number two. Go ahead. Go. Um, uh, look, despite the fact he might have a penchant for destroying cell phones, he also has a penchant for hitting receivers and being a, an excellent game manager who looks it's that simple. Number two and number one, the only quarterback I've seen play successfully behind a garbage offensive line, that would be one Aaron Rodgers. Of course, look, I know G won't accept it. I know he's going to put – it's going to be kind of like Dylon when it comes to, to G Steel. The time five quarterbacks are Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler. And I love Dylon. I love Dylon. Worst listening act I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> by the way, by, by, by the way – I'm not going to do my list anymore because Kyle, Kyle did mine for me. Thank you. <laughs> That's my exact list. That's my exact list. 
<laughs> Gee! <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go from one to five over here because it's different. Um, so n- n- number one on my list is actually Andrew Luck because for everything Kyle said, and the, the, the fact he only had, what was it, 16 interceptions? He threw the ball like 1,800 times last year. I mean, you can look <laughs> at his turnovers, but you got to look at it in the vacuum with Andrew Luck. And a lot of those times he had zero running game, and a lot of those times he had zero defense either. And Andrew Luck's the truth, and it's going to be scary to have a veteran receiver, Andre Johnson, with him there. And, and, and as Kyle said, Frank Gore in the backfield, that's just going to make him better. Number two, Tony Romo. And I say Tony Romo because he, he was putting up numbers before Des Bryant was even there. It, 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 True. It, people, people never give him credit for, for, for doing good with garbage wide receivers. He had Miles Austin. He had that other dude who was Laurent Robinson. He's had garbage and made them look great. And yet this year two behind that great offensive line as the best receiver in football, in my opinion, is more power numbers than Tony Romo. Number three, I love Ben Roethlisberger. Another one doesn't get enough credit. If you look at what he did the last month and a half in the NFL, you could say he was probably the best quarterback in the NFL last year. You know, and and that says a lot. But playing it, playing in the AFC North, that they don't play in the best weather conditions. He can play anywhere. He's still mobile at his age and his size. Love Big Ben. Um, number four, still got Tom Brady up there just because I told everybody. Right, right, every quarterback is a system quarterback. I hate people say he was a system quarterback. Every quarterback is. Tom Brady has mastered his system better than any quarterback I've ever seen, though. And number five, no surprise, he had the best quarterback of all time, Jay Cutler. I'm done. We end the show now, seriously. That, that dumb little uh, ending there. Wow. Unbelievable. Hey, this top five thing was your idea, bro. You should have known that was coming. <laughs> well, hey, everybody's on a level playing field right now. By, by the way, uh, I, I would have put one. Sucks. I have Romo 5B with uh, with Peyton. So, you you, you say, say EJ Chiefs. I have him 5B. No, pick 5. Well, he was, well, he was 6. He was 6. He was six hey, six, I'll, six, hey I'll, I'll put it like the man for you, G. I have Romo at 6. I almost yeah, put Romo him on the side. For the white. Hey, let me ask you a question. Where's Russell Wilson for you, uh, uh, Kyle? Maybe 10. It depends on my mood. Okay. On your mood. What mood? What mood? Get out of here, dude. Hey, in other words, hey, look, I know someone on this show named Ernest Christian, or I'm sorry, I guess I shouldn't have said your name, um, gives me a hard time about a man crush for J.J. Watt. How many times have I had to listen to you slobber all over Russell Wilson, Ooh. the most overrated quarterback in the NFL right now? True indeed. True indeed. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Kiss the ring. The, the ring <laughs> singular? Really? That's all you got is kiss the ring <laughs> singular? Oh, yeah. Okay, look. You have so much to learn. Got <laughs> Boy, you played that really late for that time when I got you. I was trying to get it. I was, I was trying to get it for you, but I, I didn't get it in time. Whoa. You know, Ooh, that's what she that. said. That. <laughs> well, uh, we need okay. to end the podcast right now. We can't. Well, we got Toronto cool. Airport coming up next. Before we do that, we still have Toronto Airport on the back end of this hour, and we also have our week one picks with the spread, by the way. Um, it's always better to do it with the spread than without the spread. By the way, G, from now on, we're going to track our picks every week and see how we do compare each other throughout the year. All right. That'll be an, a, 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 another way to like embarrass yourself every week. So I'm fine. No, shut up. Dang. Um, before, before, we, before we hear from our sponsors again, um, what is uh, our AFC and NFC title game predictions? Uh, G, you want to go first with this one? Yeah, because Kyle will cry if you make him go first again. Um, for the AFC, <laughs> I can... no, I was bitching at my phone. That's my bad. <laughs> for, 
for the AFC, it's tricky. Because I got, I got the New England Patriots back in just because I kind of picked, picked them to go to the Super Bowl every year. So why not? I think they'll go to the AFC Championship game again. But I have them lo- losing that to a wild card Steelers team who will be probably the hottest team in the NFL from week seven on. And that, that, that's my prediction for the AFC. Okay. And uh, Kyle? Well, and I know I'm going to get stuff thrown at me, but the truth is it's not because of the teams, but because based on my division winners, the path that they take to get there. And I have the Broncos and the Dolphins in Conference Championship Sunday. But let me tell you why. The road for the Dolphins is very simple. They make Andy Dalton go home for the first time in five years. They play the Patriots and that AFC physics that exists in the AFC East where you just really don't know what's going to happen from week to week. I mean, come on, the Patriots struggle with the likes of the Jets on occasion would be just enough to get a defensively deflated, sorry, couldn't resist, Patriots team to topple to the Dolphins. However, they do eventually get sent home by Peyton Manning and company, and yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. And Bron- then there's an so- NFC. Yeah, that too. Okay. Um, uh, it's going to come down to the rematch we should have seen last hold year. On, Kyle, the- hold on, Kyle. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, we didn't do the NFC yet. Okay, AFC in so my end. I have. You got quiet. I thought you were waiting on me. My bad. Oh, my bad. All right. No, AFC. I have Patriots also. Um, you know, to to G's credit, there, not to Kyle's. And I, I almost considered. I, I was going to put Dolphins in there too, but. I don't know, man. Just, I'm, I'm going to slow down this on there. I have the Ravens in there. I don't know why. Stop it. I, I just have a feeling. I got a feeling. This is a hunch, man. I'm going on a hunch. I have a feeling the Ravens have, have a really good year this year. Unfortunately, I, the I, Patriots I, are... That's why I agree, because I have the Ravens Brady winning Dolphins. the division, but... I have the Ravens winning the division, but I, I thought Pittsburgh going to the AFC Championship game, so I'm with you Brady, on that. Brady Belichick, figure it out. All right, NFC, G, Go. Uh, who I, I don't know. Let me see. I had it written down because I had no idea. Oh yeah, that's uh, oh, pretty simple. Um, every team in the NFC East that isn't the Redskins or the Giants. That's who I got. <laughs> <laughs> so. You are actually the worst. What? <laughs> Just saying. That's who I got. Dallas and Philly. But but, but for those of you that 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 they need to go online and check that. It's Dallas and Philly who I got in the NFC Championship game. Oh, my God. Okay. And who wins it? Dallas? Dallas. 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 You got a Super Bowl, was it 15 they played? 16? Pre- pre- oh, I don't know. They played three times in the Super Bowl with each other, so I don't know. All right. Uh, Kyle, NFC. Oh, well, look. Very simply put, it's the rematch we should have had last year because it was a catch with Des Bryant. We have the Seahawks Ooh. and the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Return to the Super Bowl for a third straight year. That's hard, man. That'll be tough. They can do that. I have, I have, a, re- I have a rematch: Packers and, and Seahawks. However, however, while I have Seattle going to the Super Bowl, this is all predicated on home field advantage. If the NFC title game is playing Lambo, I have Green Bay. Just saying. But because I think <laughs> Seattle have a better, better record this year, I'm going Seattle New England rematch. How, how, how much time we have till Toronto Davenport comes on? We got a minute or so before we. Uh, he's not. He's not even in queue yet, so we can. What you gotta do? All right, all right. I gotta ask you guys a serious question because I hear you guys talking this Miami garbage, and I don't see it. Like, like, not for nothing. 
their, their offense doesn't jump off the jump off the paper I mean, at all, and their defense is not better than the Jets or Buffalo by any means necessary. <laughs> is their defense better than the Jets or Buffalo? So I, I don't know where they're getting ten wins from. This is a team that that struggles. To, look at that, the rest of that schedule, G. People look at a schedule week to week. It doesn't matter. Like, like the, the Dolphins year to year, when they win their games, they win their games sloppy. They win their games by three or four points. You guys trying to say the Dolphins going to get ten wins probably this year and and, and possibly contend in this division? Like, I, I I don't even see them as I I really have Miami winning four or five games this year. I, I have Buffalo and New York ahead four of them. Or five. Like, like, like that's not even that's not even me playing around. The, the Jets I have this. What, winning ugly games 13-7, and Buffalo I have is a pretty decent team this year making the playoffs. Like, I don't see anything, anything with Miami that, that's worth talking about, anything. Uh, the only reason why I can't crack on you is that there's somebody in our staff that actually picked the Browns to win the division in the North. So what you're saying is not the dumbest thing I've heard. Wow. <laughs> can I please call out? Can I please when you call him out? Is that okay? Oh, if you want. Was it Montel Hardy? It was Montel Hardy. Wow, he's a smart kid. <laughs> he's a really smart kid, Marcel. Hey, I, I'm going to say, I just don't see it. Like, all jokes aside, I don't see it for Miami at all. I think they struggle to get the five wins this year. I, 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 I can easily see how they... We're done, Gene. We're done. Dude, but, but I could easily see them losing games to Buffalo and New York, like, all the time. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what you guys well, that's see. The nature like, of that I, I can see those as losses easily. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I mean, I have them splitting it. You know, I mean, the Jets, like, sometimes the Patriots struggle with the Jets and the Bills, you know, when they're abysmal, let alone competitive. The, you know, the most disappo- disappointing aspect of the Dolphins is you do have a point, but they do fold when it gets close, and there's some games they should win easily, they win sloppy. But I'll put it this way there's something. A little. The fact that they actually have an O line, it's not great, but it's not under some sort of drama or scrutiny, and it's actually finally purified since when Joe Philbin first got there. Right. That's what makes me feel better about it. Being said, right. if Philbin about- does, doesn't doesn't make the playoffs, he might be on the block himself on the hot seat. And we'll get to all that in a second. Let's take a quick little break. We come back. We got our man Teron Airport. We're talking Ravens. We're talking Ravens and Broncos, especially to to me the game of the weekend. But first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's G.W. Gross, the heartthrob. I'm here to tell you about DraftKings.com. Your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action, but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick the season off by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. That's crazy. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want, and turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Pretty easy. You've never experienced football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to big time. Guys, listen. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at a part of winning $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter SPREAKER, that's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, for a free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. Remember, that's DraftKings.com. 
air now for our final segment right here on today's NFL Kickoff 2050 on the Ernest Speaking Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Christian. Once again, joined here, of course, by G. Steele and Kyle Nash. Today's show presented by DraftKings.com. We're here at NJTSports.com as well to have you on network broadcasting live. Great show today, guys. As always, entertaining. I, I, I gotta tell you guys, man. Whenever you, whenever you two in Bruce and man, it, it, it's craziness, man. It's never, it's never a dull moment with with you and uh, with G and Kyle here with me. Never is. Of course. Well, not. you don't invite us on because we suck. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> what was that now? You don't invite us on because we suck. Well, I invite you guys because you're entertaining. Exactly. You know. That's what I'm trying to tell yeah. you. Tell me, <laughs> but uh, I, I I I don't find the schedule this weekend very sexy though. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah, it's just you. It's just you. Oh, shut up. We're here now. Here joined here by Baltimore Ravens beat writer for the Baltimore Times, my man Teron Davenport. Follow him on Twitter at t Davenport underscore NFL. Teron, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? How's everything with you guys? Nothing much, my friend. First question first. Are you still mad at me for the for the, <laughs> the preseason football comments? Because apparently, I, 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 don't, I don't remember being mad. I don't remember being mad. I was just pointing out a couple of things to look at before you made the statement. That's all. Never mad, the, man. The, the only reason why it was it was it was very friendly, obviously. But the thing was. I did a radio spot next morning on Fox Sports, and it, the guy asked me for his question. You know, what was that tip about you and the other writer about the preseason football? So wow. it, made it, it made it up the ranks a little bit too. That's why I was like, "Whoa, okay." Oh, I just I didn't know that grown men couldn't have a conversation without emotions man. being mixed into it. Yeah, <laughs> you know how those shock jocks are, TD. You know what it is. <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm learning for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Anyway, man. Anyway, the day is here. NFL's back. Um, but let me ask you a question, man. You you cover the Ravens, obviously. I I got them. In, I got them in the AFC title this year. I think they. I think this year they. I got a funny feeling. Joe Flacco has his best season this year. Am I wrong for feeling that way? I don't think you're wrong for feeling that way. I mean, he had his best season statistically last year, and it was 14 yards short of 4,000 yards passing. You got Mark Tressman coming in. Mark Tressman is a, a proven guy when it comes to working with quarterbacks. And oh, in addition to that, uh, easy okay. there, G. Easy there, G. Okay. I, I'm not sure who that was, but I mean, a guy like Steve Young, does that, you know, kind of ring a bell? He's worked, he's worked with, with plenty of, of, of proven quarterbacks. I mean, I, obviously, didn't work out as well with. with um, Cutler last year, but the fact of the matter is he's a very cerebral coach and does a really excellent job as far as getting his guys in position to make plays. You look at Martellus Bennett, what he was able to do last year. You look at Matt Forte, and you look at the the things that Alshon was able to achieve along with Brandon Marshall. It's very clear that he has an advanced passing game, and I think this is a good situation for Joe Flacco. Gee. Um. Yeah, he threw me off talking about Mark Tressman. I, 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 in my mind, you said it's world was better. you kind of messed me up with that. Um, the, the, the rookie tight end you guys got. I know he's not going to start, but what, what have you heard or seen of Max Williams? Though? Well, I mean, I've spoken to Max numerous times. Um, 
he's somebody that he's he's a young player. He, he's 21 now. He came to the team 20 years old, and really the adjustment for him is, is adjusting to the strength that these guys have that when they play on Sundays. I mean, it's it's a different grade of person that he he's dealing with here in the NFL as opposed to at Minnesota. But he came along after the first week of camp. You know, he had his little adjustment period, but he came along, had an excellent practice, the first practice at M&T Bank Stadium. Then he had a really good game in the uh, the first game against the Saints. And he, he's a guy, he's ready to go. I mean, he was injured in the Eagles game, hurt his ribs, and he had the red jersey on for a couple weeks in, in uh, practice. As far as just being able to be flexed out wide, there's something that they are doing with him. And he's he's doing a good job of working off the line of scrimmage. I think Max Williams is going to be a really good weapon for Joe Flacco and the Ravens offense in this passing game. And he's very confident. He has the right mentality, whereas he doesn't get too low, too high. To him, it's just about continuing to stack good practices. And he's ready to show off what he could do on Sunday. Kyle, any questions? I got two, actually, um, because, well, let's put it this way. When it comes to TD, I actually respect his knowledge, and I'm not going to interrupt him with fake sneezes. Being serious, something I'm I'm curious about when it comes to uh, that receiver core, and I ask a man who would know better than I would in this case, um, Torrey Smith's departure, I mean, look, let's call that what it is. That's a deep threat that's now in San Francisco. Um, how do uh, who do you see stepping up to fill that void in the receiver core? Because I know they got Hall of Famer Steve Smith there doing his thing. I said Hall of Famer, that's right. But um, you know, the, the other guy, I mean, Brashad Perriman is the one getting a lot of talk, but he's not going to be playing. Who do you see doing the thing? Yeah, you know, I'm surprised you didn't take me in the trenches with you and ask me about that. But yeah, well, you want to go out on the flanks? We could talk the receiver position. Really, the guy that's going to start is, is Kamar Aiken. I actually had an article post today about him. He's somebody, he's 6'2", 215. He, he's really good at the line of scrimmage. He is a red zone option because it's, it's almost impossible to jam him. I watched him go against Byron Maxwell, Eric Rowe. You see him go against Jimmy Smith. And it, it's very hard to jam this guy at the line of scrimmage, which is good for a, a receiver like him that is good on a slant route because that's what the Ravens like to do for him. They they like to uh, let him get that free release, catch that slant in the red zone. But you mentioned being a deep threat. That's something else that, that Kamar Aiken, uh, Marlon Brown, Darren Waller. Now, with those guys, we're talking about 6'4 and 6'6 receivers. These are, are their deep threats. They like to throw that back shoulder throw, and that that's the way they get vertical. But they will allow – uh, uh, Darren Waller to use his big body, and they'll throw the, just the, the straight nine route to him as well. So the, the deep threat is going to be a mix of those three. But don't be surprised if Kamar Aiken gets off to a, a, a very good start. And you also have the tight end position, Crockett Gilmore, who I think is going to step up. And he's really good at running that seam route, running the post and, and the deep cross. So those will be the guys to, to do the vertical thing. And obviously Steve Smith Sr. continues to do what he could do. And, uh, you know, it's just impressive watching him day in and day out. You, you see the work ethic. You, you see the, the drive. And he just makes everyone else around him better. Yeah, absolutely. I want- and, well, part of the reason I didn't ask for the trenches there is because, hey, I got to talk about two UCF receivers as an alum with my man TD. So that's what it is. But the second question will be about the trenches. What do you got there, G? What? I have, no, I say nothing. I'll leave it. 
Oh, me. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. What do you got there, EJ? No, that was easy. I don't know. You both are barking. I got nothing. Oh, God. UCF. Here we go. UCF. Homer. Hey, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other question I had, CD, was um, when it comes to the, to the, uh, to the upcoming game against the Broncos, when it co- I mean, I would think the idea, is it too brash to think that you put Peyton Manning, it's going to sound odd even when I say it out loud, in a position to force him to beat you in the air, meeting you concentrate on stopping the run, winning the trench battle up front, getting T-Sizzle lanes to smash the old man, is it, and, and, you know, stop the run first, force Peyton Manning to beat you that way. Is it too brash to think like that if you're the Ravens going into this Sunday? I don't think it's too brash to think like that, but the thing is, this marriage of... of uh, Kubiak and, and, and Peyton Manning is, is very unique because you have a guy in Garrett Kubiak that they run that zone scheme. And you know, it's all about running the ball. They they will, you know, pass the ball. Like I said, Flacco had a career year last year. Matt Schaub had one with him as well. They'll pass the ball, but they're really, they're, their concept on offense is to run the football. So naturally, knowing that that's what they like to do and, and that's what drives that offense, you will want to stop the run. But at the same time, anytime you, you have a guy like a Peyton Manning who has clearly lost some velocity on the ball, but he still has the ability to anticipate uh, his throws and things like that. But when you have Peyton Manning, then you have Emmanuel Sanders, and you have Demarius Thomas, I mean, that's a lot to worry about in the passing game. And then you have Cody Latimer, a, a second-year guy who has really come on for them in the preseason. So uh, all the things are there for them to the ball. Running the ball, I mean, the offensive line is, is not in the best of shape. So uh, it, it's hard really to pinpoint how you go in and, and, and beat that team. Really, I think it's one of those games where you kind of play as, as you react and you don't dictate as much because you want to see – what it is they're going to come out and, and do because who knows if they're going to run that tempo style offense, the the type of offense that you know Peyton Manning flourishes in. So it's it's a toss up. Me personally, I would try to take away what the coach likes to do best and uh, you know take it from there. I want to talk Sam Bradford real quick in the Eagles because I, a lot of people think that Sam, you know, and obviously the narrative is that Sam Bradford can't stay healthy, and it's true of course too. But I I really feel that. Sam Bradford is now in a situation where, with Chip Kelly and a very offensive-minded coach, and look, I, I still think Sam Bradford, when healthy, is a top 15 quarterback in the league, talent-wise, okay? Am I wrong for thinking that Sam Bradford plays 13-plus games, the Eagles can win 11-12 games in that system? I really don't think you're wrong. Because, I mean, I, I watched Sam Bradford. I watched them for a week. They had the joint practices. I saw Bradford up front, and I, I, I saw his timing with, with Matthews and with Aguilar and, and with Sproles out the backfield and his accuracy. I've said it over and over again. Anytime someone's asked me about the Eagles, that's the first thing that I think about is the accuracy and the way Bradford is able to hit these receivers, these yak players in stride. You have three guys in, in Josh Huff, Nelson Aguilar, and Darren Sproles who specialize in, in getting yards after the catch. Obviously, Aguilar is unproven. Obviously, Josh Huff is unproven, but these are guys who have the ability to make plays once they get the ball in their hands. 
And when you have a guy like that, it's all about hitting them in the right spot in stride, giving them that opportunity to, to press that crease and, and take it the distance or take it a long way. And I think that's the thing that Bradford brings to the field. But the other thing that he also brings is the ability to see what's going on before the, the snap. He could, I'm not going to say make his mind up, because you don't want to make your mind up where, where you want to go once the ball snaps, but you want to have a good idea what's going to be open. And that's something that Bradford is able to do. Their offense, the passing is all about quick reads, quick reads. And Bradford is able to see what, what's going to happen ahead of time because he's a very cerebral quarterback. And in addition to that, he has the arm. He has some mobility. I wouldn't be the one having him run read option or things like that. I wouldn't do that. I would just go with the, the basic quick hitting type of running plays that the Eagles uh, do under Chip Kelly. But um, I, I think Bradford, if healthy, for sure, that team is very capable of winning 11 to 12 games, without a doubt. With that being said, over-under, 10, 10 games of Bradford this year. He plays over-under. I think they're over. I think they're going to find a way to keep this guy on the field. I really do. I, I really think that, that he's going to be fine, and uh, he's going to play the majority of the games this year. I, I really do. And that's, that's saying a lot because, obviously, you have an injury history with Bradford. But then you also have an injury history with Chip Kelly quarterback. Every quarterback that has <laughs> played right for him in the NFL has, has, you know, suffered an injury. So that that's an interesting situation there. But I really think that he'll be able to last uh, this season. Gene, any questions? Um, yeah, real quick. Um, when it comes to Cincinnati Bengals, I think they're going to have a down year. Uh, do you see A.J. Green staying in Cincinnati for, for the length of his career after this season? I, I mean, I'm not going to say the length of his career, but I think that this deal that they have coming up is one that they will get completed. Um, he's in a good situation. You know, he has a quarterback that, that trusts him. The quarterback's not the best at getting the ball to him down the field, but he, he's clearly the number one target in Cincinnati. He's in a good scheme, and I don't see why he wouldn't move on. And they've made made it clear that they want to keep him. In fact, they're – close to reaching the deal that that could be the possible next deal after Eli Manning's deal that is agreed upon before the season starts. So I, I don't see AJ Green moving on, but they have a lot of decisions to make because you got uh Mohammed Sanu and you got Marvin Jones. Those guys are gonna be up soon also, so they're gonna have to keep at least two of the three. Which, by the way, it's about to be done. They said by tomorrow we sign that contract because they already had a parameter set for the Eli Manning. Kyle, any more questions before we let them go? Um, actually, just quickly, Teron, if you were to point out a, a part in, in the uh, Ravens uh, roster that you would like to see bolstered to touch, what is it? Oh, that's tough. Um, I would say corner, reason being, and, and I'm going to be specific with the corner. I would say a corner that's not a nickel guy. I would say a guy that could play outside uh, with size. But Darius Webb is, is consistently injured but he has the ability to cover bigger receivers. Uh, he's the one that is scheduled to start opposite Jimmy Smith. But you have Rashawn Melvin and Trey Walker. These are both guys with good size. Uh, Melvin is, is not proven. Um, he got some starts. He, he struggled at the end. He actually gave up the touchdown to Brandon LaFell uh, against the Patriots in that game where they lost the double-digit uh, leagues twice. So, I mean, they tried to address that with Trey Walker. He's a small school kid. 
a 6'2", 195, good press guy. But I would say if it was any position that, that I would see that, that that team needs to improve upon, it's outside receiver, and that's a, uh, outside corner, rather, with side. Especially facing Antonio Brown and A.J. Green four t- in four games over the season. I can see that. Yeah, and, I mean, once Martavis Bryant comes back, too, I mean, that's that's a guy that, oh, that can get the – get the ball down, you know, he can make some deep catches. And even this week coming up, I mean, you got Bebe Thomas. I mean, he's one of the, the best receivers out there. So there's there's some guys, I mean, they have to face Larry Fitzgerald later this year. Um, you know, they, they're going to have to face their own Torrey Smith. So there are guys that are on the schedule that they'll have to go against that, that really can, can do damage from the outside. So you would like to see that area addressed. And Dwayne Bowe. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. They ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> Dwayne Bowe. That's a low, right. low. That's, that is a low blow. Anyway, you can follow us on Deadpool on Twitter at tdeadpool underscore NFL. All those great work at Baltimore Times. T, thanks for on the show, man. And I'm glad we, we, uh, we're not mad. you're not mad at me. I really appreciate that. Oh, man. Yeah, not, nothing personal. Nothing personal at all. And, and same thing with you, G. I, you know, I know you had mentioned we didn't agree on much. Before and I, I see you, you disagree on the on the Mark Tressman thing, but it's all good, man. It's all good. It's Tor- all good. Toronto, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Even though I don't know what the argument was about about, about with G months ago, whatever how long ago it was that, that argument, you're correct because G was wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't it about Colin Kaepernick? I, I can't really remember. I think it was. I, I honestly, I, I didn't even remember till you brought it up. To be yeah, honest, yeah. With you. I think it was you me know. trashing Kaepernick because I just trashed everybody. So I think that was it. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, brother. You take care. Have a good weekend, man. Enjoy All right, man. You guys enjoy this uh, kickoff weekend. Have you soon. You got it, man. Take care. All right. All right. Before we get going, we get to the NFL Week One pick. It's here. Let's do it, G. What we got on tap? All right. All right. Let's go. We'll, we'll save tonight's game for last. Uh, we'll go with my Chicago Bears against Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers, six-and-a-half point favorite right now, but expect it to go up to, like, eight-and-a-half by Sunday. Who do you got, EJ? It's just tough. Like I said, week one's a weird week because week one, you never know. Every team, even if the team is going to be bad eventually, every team feels like they're going to be good. I'm, I'm going to go big. <sighs> I might go bigger than points here, seriously. Kyle, are you going to say something smarter? No, I, I, I missed it because my damn phone died again in the last segment of a show. That happened to me last night on the NF, uh, NGSC West recess, too. I need just I need a new battery for my phone or something. I'm just sorry, right. brother. Well, that's why, well, the game is packed. Six-and-a-half-point favorite going into Chicago. Who do you got? Oh, it, with the points? Yeah, I still got the yeah. Packers. Next question. Yeah, Packers going to win this by 907. Um, the Chiefs are going into Houston. Um, the Chiefs going into Houston, and Houston is a one-point favorite at home. What do you got, EJ? I'm going with Houston, the home team. I think, like I said, the same philosophy. You know, week one, don't know what's going on. I'll, I'll, I'll give the home team the view. Houston the cover. Um, Kyle? With these two offenses, there's going to be a lot of mistakes made, and whoever capitalizes and best will win the game. Well, that's every football game. Whichever defense scores more will win this game, and because J.J. Watt, deal with it, E.J., I got the Texans. No, wait, wait, wait. You, you, you act like I don't like the guy. I love J.J. Watt. No, no, no. I, no I'm not, it's not like that. I'm saying deal with my man crush. I am no, I who I am. Him. You can't okay. change me. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to change you, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I got the Texans as well. 
Um, the Cleveland Browns going into New York to play the Jets. The Jets are a three-point favorite. This is one of my blocks of the week. New York Jets win this one at least 16-7. to seven. Something nasty like that. What do you got, EJ? This is going to be an ugly game, man. This might be a 9-6 game, seriously. I'll go Jets because they've got a better roster. I think it would be like maybe a 14 to – what? What's for three, you said? Yeah, three is spread for the Jets. Yeah, 14-10 Jets. I can't – I can't take the Jets on the strength of the fact they're a team whose starting quarterback got punched in the face and then they improved, okay? That's a problem for me, okay? I think this is another game where the defense that scores more wins. The Browns have a better defense. Therefore, I have the Browns. I don't have the Browns having a better defense at all. I, I like the Browns' defense. I'm not having a better defense. Um, wow. you got the, the Indianapolis Colts going into Buffalo. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point underdog, which they... The Colts, what? EJ is two and a half point favorite. Who do you got? I'm about Buffalo here. I think once again, the week one thing, the week one thing's real. I'm about Buffalo here on the, on the upset. Home uh, crowd too, especially. Hey, you're braver than me. I got luck in the Colts, and they and when they come out playing the pass, they'll beat them with Frank Gore underneath. Uh, I got the Bills to win this one, 27-20. This is the only time the Colts will be a two-and-a-half-point favorite this whole season. A lot of people are going to jump on it because a lot of people have uh, – they treat Andrew Luck gambling like they do Peyton Manning. I got Buffalo easy over here. Um, yep. Miami Miami Dolphins going into Washington. Miami's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is, again, one of my locks. I got Miami over here. Not because they're so damn good. This is Washington is just awful. So, EJ, who do you got? My advice, I think this game will be competitive. I think I actually think Kirk Cousins will play well this game anyway. This game. That said, Miami's defense is way too good. Redskins all over the line. You like it? You like this, Cal? Trenches. This is gave me one in trenches. Then by seven at least. Kirk Cousins. And as much as much as I like the trenches, how do you miss how bad the Redskins' O line is against Sue yeah. and Cameron Wake? Are you high? <laughs> What the hell was that? What'd you do, EJ? No, I'm just saying. No, no, no. no, no the, the, the that works. Go ahead. No, that wasn't me. That wasn't even me. That was, that was BTR. Go ahead, guys. Oh, yeah, sure. Gotta was. love, um, gotta love BTR. Game, the, the worst game of the week, Carolina Panthers, three-point favorite going at the Jacksonville. I'll pick a Carolina just because I like Cam Newton. Smile. What about you, EJ? Me too. I love a smile. Handsome men. Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Great right. smile, but hey, the the Jags are improving. I got the Jags in this one, guys. Oh, um, really? of course. Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks, four point favorite going into St. Louis. St. Louis always plays them tough, but I think Seattle kind of handles business and wins this one like twenty to seven. What do you think, Kyle? Well, in my case, I actually have it going to where the visiting team wins both games. Yes, I'm calling St. Louis as of this moment winning in Seattle, but that has nothing to do with this game where I have Seattle beating the Rams even above the four points. I'm going to go see I'm going to say lose the points. Though. I think Seattle wins the game in the close one, literally two points. So I'm going to Rams with the points. You have to win. Um, that, that, the game that I think is going to be the best game to watch competitively this week is the New Orleans Saints going into Arizona. Um, Arizona yep. is two and a half point favorite. The Saints, the Saints notoriously just are a bad road team. That's why I'm hanging with Arizona on here. But I expect Arizona to win this game by maybe three to four points. It's going to be a good game. What do you think, Al? 
on top of the fact that they travel poorly, they're in the middle of an identity makeover. This game actually made the matchup mania this week. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. And this is a game that might answer questions, or it could be the X-Files and leave us with more questions than answers. At any rate, I have the Cardinals because Carson Palmer is actually healthy in this game. DJ, I got Zona, I got Zona by a touchdown. That'd be a close game, but I think Zona at home. Um, and actually, Aaron Foster, I mean, Aaron Foster, Bruce Arians, the most underrated coach in all of sports. We'll figure it out. Zona by touchdown. Um, on the, in, in, in a battle against two teams that love being average, the Detroit Lions travel to San Diego. San Diego's a three-point favorite. Who do you got, EJ? I'm going to go San Diego by four. Literally, close game competitive. Detroit traveling, unfortunately. That'll hurt them, but it'll be a competitive game. I think Florida had a good game. I think San Diego was by four points. Close game. Kyle? I got the team versus one and a half, well, two and a half, because Calvin Johnson's technically two weapons. Two and a half weapons versus a well-spread offense. The defense is so bad on both sides, this is going to be a shootout, and Phillip the Fraud Rivers pulls this one out. Yeah, for me, I got Phillip Rivers scorching to the Detroit Lions. I think the Detroit Lions defense going to no side this year. I think it's going to be really bad this year. Um, Correct. The, the, the Tennessee Titans versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, this is great for college football fans. Marcus Mariota versus Jameis Winston. I don't know about you, EJ, but I'm on Team Winston, and the Bucs are three point favorite. I think this game is going to push. I think the Bucs win by field goal. What do you say, EJ? I, I go push, too. Bucs by field goal as well. I'm with you. Um, team Winston, obviously. So, you know how I feel about that. Of course. Kyle? Bucks by touchdown in what is actually the worst game of the weekend. <laughs> We're looking really? at life, too. Dude, I, I really think Panthers Jaguars are because that's not interesting at all. He's fighting Bucks on the two rookie quarterback. Well, of course, it's Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, well, of course, Kyle will say, oh, JJ. Oh, it's okay. JJ. So go ahead. Damn yeah. right. Um, and just like um, you'll say, okay, Russell, shut it. Cincinnati Bengals are a three-point favorite going into Oakland. I'm actually switching my pick from what I made earlier this week. I had the Bengals. I'm actually taking Oakland over here, um, not just to cover the three, but to win flat out. What do you got, Kyle? <laughs> you know, I got to say up front, I know how EJ handled coping with being a LeBron fan in his early time when he was with the Heat. Kiss the ring. Wow. But I digress. Um, <laughs> wow. I got the... I got the Raiders winning this one, uh, believe it or not. And uh, but not with the points. I said winning it. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? We're going to make it a whole, a whole sweep here. I got the Raiders. I was a little big on the first. I got Raiders winning this whole thing. I think Raiders win this game. I think Raiders are going to win this game actually by touchdown. So that means the Bengals win by 40. Um, you got the Baltimore <laughs> region. Because <laughs> there's no way we're all going to say that and the Raiders win this game. That's not happening. Um. Baltimore Ravens, we were talking about this game earlier with Teron Davenport going into Denver to play the Broncos. Broncos are a four-point favorite. Who do you got, EJ? I got Denver. Close game, there by touchdown. Competitive game. I just, the, the problem is the element. It's in Denver. It's a close advantage. And I got Denver with my touchdown. Kyle? The defense was great, and it, got, it is now good. And the offense was good, and it's now mediocre. Mediocre versus a balanced Peyton Manning-led offense. I just can't sign off. I got the Broncos by a touchdown. I got the Ravens over here winning this one 24-20. Um, wow. Um, got the, the, the Ravens actually travel really well for that Denver and the high-altitude thing. It's not going to bother them. The Baltimore Ravens they travel, travel well in the playoffs. Really well. Not during the regular season, though. Oh, they, travel, they travel so well. Um, you got <laughs> really, <laughs> really, really. 
Really? Really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys caught that. That's what I was going for. Do you know what? Right. Do you know the worst? Really? Right. Sunday night football. You got EJ's New York Giants playing against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are a six-point favorite at home. Who do you ask, EJ? Cowboys is winning it, covering. I think it'll be a blowout, honestly. Kyle? EJ, get a therapist. This is going to be the biggest opening beatdown of the Giants since Kelvin Ogletree went all crazy on you at the receiver <laughs> spot. Yeah, I, I, I think Dallas has no problem covering this one. Monday Night Football, Eagles going into Atlanta. Atlanta's a home underdog. You know how that is on Monday Night Football, but I don't care. I'm taking the Eagles to win this one by at least 14 or 17 points. Who you got, Kyle? I got the Eagles all day. The Eagles have a have a defense that's underappreciated. Granted, some of them are having some early injury issues. And the Falcons, I don't care how many weapons they got. I don't hate on Matt Ryan. I just don't think it's enough to compete with this offense in this game. I don't care if it's Monday night. I got the Eagles. I, Matt Ryan's actually one of my favorite players in the league. But I, I, love, I love Matt Ryan. I, love, no, I, love I, I respect guys. him. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Top oh, 12 in the league. Top 12 in the league. Eagles, Eagles win this game. And by the way, it's the over in this game as well. Um, yeah, over under 55. Um, another home underdog, a home underdog, Kyle, San Francisco at home, a two-and-a-half-point underdog to the team that everybody in this panel kind of likes this year, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with the Vikings to win this one by a touchdown. Who do you got, Kyle? Vikings by 10, okay? You need some offense, and the, the Vikings have improved <laughs> virtually everywhere on the field. It, the, the, look, I'm not as I'm not as uh, pessimistic as what you picked with your uh, four and twelve. I'm saying five and eleven. Okay, we've been over this, or maybe six <laughs> and ten if I'm an optimist. You know. Um, I'll tell you what, this game will be much more competitive. I think all the doubt out there, at least for week one, the Niners will put all together at least be competitive. Ultimately, Minnesota better team. Minnesota wins by, by four points. All right, and that brings us to tonight's game. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers going. This is the AFC Championship game, I predicted. The Pittsburgh yep. Steelers going into New England to play the Patriots. The Pats were a six and a half point favorite. It went up to seven. A lot of money going to the Pats because of Tom Brady and everything else. I, I I wouldn't bet on this game at all, but I'll just take Tom Brady and the Pats at seven because he's going to be upset and trying to prove a point. What do you got, Kyle? You know, it's a, the, the thing that sucks about week one is all the stupid of people getting suspended affects the games we should enjoy. Yeah. And if Le'Veon yeah. Bell and Martavius Bryant were both in this game, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole betting-wise. That being exactly. said, the actual MVP of the Patriots, Gronk, does his thing to contribute both blocking in the run and catches two touchdowns in the red zone at least. And that guy who breaks cell phones throws the ball to him and the Patriots win the game. <laughs> I got I got to go past here for, for the same reason. No penalty, no bell. I mean, I, I think this game kind of be, will be more about the pass of being pissed off, and more, and that's what the Steelers, you know, not being able to win this game. But this, this could be your ace penalty as well too. Brady does so Definitely. well when he's pissed. I got to give him that credit. He does. When he, when he, except except when he's pissed. He's not really pissed. He's not. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's just he's tickled. <laughs> He's just like whatever. That's what he wants you to think. You fell for the trap. Whatever. I did. He's whatever. He's he's another one of my favorite players in the league. I'm Brady. That's right. We'll get going. Any shout out? Well, he he's got a big ego. Of course you like him. <laughs> uh, I I actually wanted to shout out somebody, but go to Kyle first. I forgot. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot right now. I'm trying. I'm trying to kill time right now. 
Oh, goodness. Shout out to my dude, Chris Pennant, a.k.a. Jake Stanley of NGSC Sports. Yeah, he's finding time to write up basketball articles and crap like that, but big help on the back end for NGSC Sports. And, you know, just want to draw attention to a solid, solid talent in the house there, too. I should probably have him on the student game here pretty soon to talk a little bit. I don't know, but, you know, that guy, uh, big fan, what can I say? And, dude. The most Euclid of hilarity by default. Thank you for your help with the sports symposium released this week. All that other happy stuff. Good times all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah, I had to give two shout-outs. The first one was to the rapper Scarface. He's a legendary rapper, released a great album this week. Um, just go cop it. Um, I just thought it was a great album. And the second shout-out was my college football lock of the week, Clemson minus 17 over Appalachian State. They're going to just dump all over Appalachian State. I think they would have won 45-20. I think Appalachian State has to pack door points, but they cover that spread. So Clemson is my college football lock of the week. I've got one shout-out. i got one shout-out to the United States of America. Tomorrow's 9-11. So just remember, all are fallen, and be blessed with still alive and all that. So My city! That's right. New York's still the greatest, right? It's my, it's right? my city. You know that, right? You know it's my city, right? Like, I'm the prince of the city. Like that's Yeah, it's so, mine. Shut up. It's my city. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> Wasn't that from Braveheart, right? Yes, sir. Right. Anyway, yeah. G Celio, yeah. G-W-S-E-W-L-I-O on Twitter. Follow the show, NG Sports Radio Network. Kyle Mack on Twitter, B-S-O-T-G. His show every Monday on NG Sports Radio. And, of course, me, EJ number 7. Guys, thank you so much once again for another annual kickoff edition of the Big Podcast, NFL Kickoff. Appreciate you guys, man. Love y'all. Talk hey, dug week. it like a shovel, man. See you next time, That's brother. Right. Class dismissed. <laughs> you got it. Take care, guys. Enjoy week one. I like to teach you all the rules. I get a season set in stone. I like it when you change me to the best. And then you see me never show.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.